but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. done. You're done. You're done. Obama! Obama! (laughs) Obama! (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, we had it at the beginning again. So, (laughs) I was going to say the... And maybe I could do this off air or something, but I was going to say the, the little, the little bit there with Bill O'Reilly where he's like, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh-huh. I always like, as I, whenever I'm editing and posting the show, I always go through and find that fuck it and I like amp it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? Fuck it, we'll do it live. Is it not loud enough on there? It's, it's a little subdued and I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, Oh, I pump the fuck, fuck it. To be live. Yeah. <laughs> pump the fuck it. Pump the fuck it. All up. right. No. <laughs> well, welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Dan. Hello. I'm Matt. And I'm Ryan. And this is a very special night. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. We've this been off for a little while. We 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 missed a show or two. And took so- a week yes. off because Ryan had to work. Yep. And I went to go see Motley Crue and Alice Cooper. I was in Lake Powell. And... Well, I was in Lake Powell part of the time. I was yeah. I was at the lake the whole time. How did, how was your trip? I didn't ask you before the it show. It was fucking sweet, man. Yeah. Yeah. I the, love that place. You guys had a big houseboat? Yeah, we we had a pretty big houseboat. I guess it's a timeshare now in the family, so Oh, wow. sweet. Yeah, we had a houseboat. Lucky. We had a speedboat. <laughs> we had a couple jet skis. Water was 82 degrees. Wow. So fucking sweet. Did some fishing. You pansy. It was fun. Well, you both missed the Atheists of Utah Great Atheist Camp Out. Yeah. As I have every fucking Which year, was, and I hate it. <laughs> I always go to that. Uh, I was shooting a music video this past weekend. Sorry, Mindy. Uh, I really I really wanted to go meet you, everybody. Yeah, I, I you was, and everybody else. I was telling Matt that I got to meet uh, one of our one of our fans who was written into the show to tell us that she likes it. Mindy Zager and her husband, who were both very, very, very cool people. Mm-hmm. Mindy was shaking her ass on Saturday night. <laughs> T uh, Tamel had people dancing, dancing big time. <laughs> he was he was doing some DJ and and like a little dance instruction class. And then I think Mindy said she does a she 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 teaches an aerobics class. Okay. And so yeah, they were they were getting crazy. Nice. Mm. I went to bed. <laughs> I, I wanted. I had Probably a lot of fun last choice. year. <laughs> I, I wanted to make it, and then we had scheduled a whole bunch of stuff. Then with the new job, and then it was also I'm like, oh shit, that's the weekend, and I already got like stuff planned for I it. Had a whole lot of fun, uh, Kevin. So so Mindy brought her boat. Mindy and her husband brought her boat, and uh, Kevin brought his boat. And I went out most of Saturday and hung out with Kevin on his boat and nice. got towed behind on his big float tube and i was sore for like two or three days <laughs> afterward like it like beat you the fuck up well because i'm a big fat turd too so you know sitting on that float and i was i was on my ass right yeah riding the float tube hanging onto the handles and the whole time you're bumping along and trying to keep my head up and i did this stupid thing where rather than tucking my beard into the vest 
Mm. I I pulled it out of the vest, and so the whole time I'm behind was, the boat, like my beard that. is up in my face with water splashing it, like I'm being uh, waterboarded the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So about halfway through, I I finally started tucking it in a little bit, but then I got so much water up my nose, like all night long. Anytime I bent over, like a tablespoon of water would fall out of my head. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> then when I went to bed, anytime I rolled over, another tablespoon of water would fucking fall out of my head. Jesus, anytime my man, face uh, was facing down. I had a ton of water up there, but yeah, and I mean, you know, we went swimming, hung yeah. out, drank some beers, and but just from riding on that tube and trying to hang on, oh, yeah. like the muscles in my neck, like in the front of from your neck, just your from trying up. to hold my head up and everything yeah. there, fucking sore as shit for like two days, man. <laughs> that totally reminds me of something I was going to tell you guys pre-show, but I'll I'll air it out. Uh, right. So I got to take. My son, Brandon, on his first jet ski ride, which was a lot of fun. So were they jet skis or wave runners? Wave runners. Yeah. Well, fucking whatever. Jesus. Well, no. They're I'm, not, I'm they're not boats. Well, you know, there's there's the old jet skis, yeah, the no, old no, Kawasaki's no. that have the, like, stock that you stand yeah, up. Yeah, no, and, no, no. The, yeah, these, these were Kawasaki two-seaters. Yeah. Whatever. Nice. They go 60. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So we did that, but that actually reminded me of my son, and then that got me to another conversation. So- Yesterday, so Brandon has a friend who lived in his neighborhood, Brevin, right? Who they hung out all the time. Brandon and Brevin? Yeah. And Brevin would come over sometimes and we'd hang out and we'd go do whatever and fuck around. And both of those two have all expressed to me that they have difficulty believing what they learn in church and whatnot. Brevin moved to California recently and he's planning on, he, he and his mother are planning on coming back for a little while in uh, a weekend or two and Brevin wanted to know if he'd be able to hang out at my house with Brennan. And, you know, of course that's, that's totally fine. He's always welcome. And so anyway, Brandon texted me last night and he's like, so me and Brevin were wanting to ask you something. <laughs> and we I'm go like, to church. Okay. <laughs> and he, he goes, we really want to go see straight out of Compton. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm like, so excited for I'm that gonna, movie. I know. I want to see it too. And those two were the ones that introduced me to Ray Shrem, which I tried to show you one time, but Ryan Ryan wasn't into it, but you we were it was after the show, you were but anyway, Shrem is awesome. Uh and uh anyway, so they really like hip hop rap and stuff. And so they're like, we want to go see Straight Out Compton. So that puts me in a little bit of a pickle, but you know, since both their mothers are Mormon. And they and they will no, they would not approve. They would not approve. I'm sure. There's just so much swearing in it. Yeah. So I just had to tell my. I, I need to think about it. But you know, I I understand. I'm probably your best shot at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I want to see it too. Oh fuck! I plan yeah. on going to it for sure, man. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. Super fucking excited about that. I'm not but, a huge hip hop uh, guy, but that movie looks good. I saw the first. I thought it was fucking funny as shit though, and cool. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. the first preview like. Fucking three or four months ago, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I know." I you talked about it. This. Yeah, yeah, I'm way excited about it. I was NWA was one of my first forays into rap and and hip hop, and well, they they changed the entire scene, no no question. Oh yeah, so I don't know. It, it's probably been two or three weeks now, um, but I I can't remember what got us on the on the topic, but. 
Tracy and I were laying in bed, and and I think maybe someone had posted a link to the preview or something. She's like, "Oh, did you see? There's an NWA movie coming out." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And did you know this and this and <laughs> like they 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 had the police after them, and they you know the police <laughs> tried to shut down their things and wouldn't let them perform certain songs, and mm-hmm. you know, and and then I'm like, and and she's like, "Well, why didn't they stay together?" And I'm like, "Well, there was this big dispute over money, and you know, <laughs> Ice Cube wrote a lot of the songs and everything, and he felt like he, like he wanted more money, and then Easy E got sick and he died of AIDS, and I'm going like through <clears> all of this." Yeah. Fucking history of NWA, and I'm like fucking NWA and Public Enemy were yeah. my two oh, yeah. biggest music influences when I was really really young. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, Chuck D and Cube were were my favorites. I, I, I but when you talk about that split though, that made the two greatest well two of the greatest songs that came out of that era, which was Real Motherfucking G's by Easy and Dre Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really love Natural Born Killers with Dre and Cube. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking awesome. Oh yeah, too. I mean, and then it led to so many just that. Well, they even they, even they, the split led to so much great music. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, Easy E went and did his own thing. Ice Cube put out what two or three albums after that that were all fucking really, really good. At least two. Yeah, he had Lethal Injection and Predator. Hmm. Um. Well, more. Both, it's probably both, more than that. Both but. great albums. Yeah. Uh, fucking yeah! I and then then E got sick and died. And Whatever happened to Dre? I, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker forgot about Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I guess well, MC Ren. I guess is one that. Although I really like MC Ren style. Yeah, I think he's put out a solo album. I think uh, DJ Yella said it, uh, put out a solo album fairly recently. Like he's trying to do his own thing again now. Yeah, I liked MC Ren and Hello with Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, and then they brought, you know, then that got uh, Snoop and Dre together. Right. And, and they then, started doing their thing in Eminem. And, well, before that, though, it was Nate Dogg and Warren G, too, yeah. who came in with Snoop and Dre, because they were also from Long Beach. Yeah. I, I, I saw Warren G live. I mean, it just, it yeah. created this this whole, yeah. this whole rap empire that was just tons and tons of great fucking music. Well, and also also introduced the melody to rap songs. Mm-hmm. Where before that, with like Run DMC and Sugar Hill Gang and and stuff like you, you didn't have a me- you just had talking to a beat, mm-hmm. you know. And with with the intro- introduction of synthesized music and melodies and stuff, changed the entire face of. Not Sugar Hill Gang's got one of the best songs out there. Oh, of course well, they do. Yeah. So Run, Run DMC too. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not trivializing classic, them. Yeah. I'm just saying this was definitely a sh- this this yeah. was the Nirvana of the rap mo- movement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, that night I it was I was probably just. Flapping my jaw for half hour, forty five <laughs> yeah. minutes, giving her all of this history of rap music and right. NWA and everything, and then she went and read a whole bunch of articles. And she's like, "That sounds really cool. I want to go yeah. see it." Yeah. Kind of like, like we've been doing on the show that none of our listeners give two. <laughs> you shit really about. like rap? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say like Pearl Jam Ten was a big influence on me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that was too. Yeah, I mean, some of my oh, of some course. of my earliest influences were. Definitely, uh, fucking Nirvana, yeah. uh, Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, uh, a lot of, I the was Beatles. big into, I was big into industrial and fucking, uh, rap music for yeah, a long time. Nine Inch Nails was good. Yeah. I had, a, I love Tool. Bush's oh, tape. Oh, fuck yeah. Every, fuck yeah. anything Maynard touches is He's just got a, gold, man. Maynard's got a new band coming out, I heard. I can't remember what the name it was, but Maynard's got a new band a coming out. A fourth band? Yeah. <laughs> I believe I've heard that too. I can't remember what they're called though. I couldn't. I I saw some little blip on it. I didn't really read the whole article on it. Yeah, really. he's just a badass man. I I yeah. Everything Maynard touches is just pure gold. I I love all of his stuff. 
of a perfect, a perfect circle tool. Pussifer. Pussifer <laughs> is fucking awesome. Yeah. They're all really, really good. Yeah. You seem like kind of a Sugar Ray guy, too. How about <laughs> R. Kelly? No, not no? so much. <laughs> I can get into some R. Kelly stuff. Did you ever watch his his little series on... No, I, I fucking didn't. It was weird. <laughs> it was fucking weird. So tonight is the Godless Interruption episode. Oh, yeah. I'm now, so excited. Now that we got the hip-hopinist out of the way. <laughs> I so it's it's just the Republican clown car yes. is, yeah. is making two stops this evening and spilling crazy all over the place. <laughs> so yeah. tonight's episode is going to be broken up into two parts. Yes, the kitty table and the main course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So all of the GOP candidates that did not make the final cut for the main event debates tonight will be on first. Will be interrupting that show that debate for our show. Yes. And then part two will be the the, the, the entree. The, yes, the main contenders, the the title bout, the biggies, including yes. the, the ones who are the Donald leading. himself, yeah. the yes. Donald. Yeah, the ones who are the top ten apparently yeah. out of the polls. That is weird. I, I don't know if you guys watch Maddow at all, but mm-hmm. for the past couple of weeks, she's been talking about how fucked up this whole process has been. No, that you know, yes, it's un, it's un, it's unprecedented that they would have this many viable candidates for all of this. Yep. But the way that Fox has structured the debate is just bullshit. You know, if they wanted to have it be an equitable system where they're not basically going to just destroy the the potential chances yeah. of anybody who who is in the running for president, they should have just done a random drawing. Yeah. You know, split it somewhat well. evenly and say you know, we're going to have a drawing for eight people to to participate in this debate, eight people to participate in that debate. Yeah, but and just give it equal footing that way. Yeah, but if we're if if they were interested in equality, they wouldn't be Republicans. Oh yeah, well the <laughs> the beautiful thing about this is that because of all of this bullshit that's gone on, uh, I posted something on Facebook yesterday or the day before that I'm I'm positive that. Reince Priebus will not be head of the RNC mm. at the end of this presidential cycle because be the Republicans yeah. will fucking lose and they'll be looking for a scapegoat to boot and it'll be on Reince's head unless he weasels out. He's pretty good at that. He's, he's pretty slippery, but I'm guessing he'll be out. So the way we've kind of decided to structure tonight's interruptions is uh, we're going to let the moderator ask the question. Let the panel give their answers, and then we're gonna chime the fuck in. Uh, yeah, we'll this, this will be it. this will be tough, but we can't guarantee we won't chime in early. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys but, want me to pause anything, raise your hand or slap me or something. I think, or just, or I think you'll know. Go, ooh, ooh, ooh. If, <laughs> just if I gotta reach over to slap shaking. you, I might knock the table Mr. over. Mr. Kata. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so disclaimer: this is going to be a highly political show. Yes. Um. Often we do venture into the meadows of politics, but I assure you there won't be a shortage of God stuff in this in this tonight exactly. because I'm Nor sure. Nor will there be a shortage of fucks. No. In no, a no, secondary no. disclaimer, we're doing this live, so we don't have time to fact check anything. So don't trust our facts. Never trust our facts. Yeah, don't ever. <laughs> yeah, don't trust. It. Go and independently verify any, <laughs> yeah, we, everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to disclaimer on Ryan's disclaimer. If we're yeah. your primary news source, 
go outside. Yeah. And I'm going to disclaimer on my <laughs> disclaimer that Matt disclaimered on. We're here for your entertainment. And I want a disclaimer <laughs> yes, on, exactly. on your disclaimer about this being fairly political and that if that may turn some listeners off, like, what the fuck, well, people? I didn't say that. You need, to, you need to become involved. You need to be more involved. You need to follow what the fuck is going on. You need to participate in the political process here in the United States. If you're not voting, if you're not paying attention, you are part of the fucking problem. Right. And Get so, out and vote. And so part of that, too, would be that the fact the fact is – the reason why we're doing this is because we can we can almost guarantee there's going to be a whole lot of religious stuff involved in tonight's debates with yes. Republicans, yes, yeah. and that's the reason why we need to be in the political arena because we don't want people who believe in the Bible trying to make laws based on that. Correct. The nuns are at what about twenty percent now? Somewhere right about there. Yeah, that's a big number. Between mm-hmm. twenty and twenty-five, I believe. If the nuns get out and vote, and not se- the nuns, but and the nuns, and sixteen or seventeen percent of the nuns don't have the balls to call themselves atheists. <laughs> there we go. Tis true, also, or vaginas. So, uh, should we get started? Which are much yes. tougher, by the way. This is episode sixty-one. By sixty-one, the way. yes. After the Disney atheism episode, and then we took a we took a week off. Yes, and I have seen a lot of people actually. Uh, using using the Word the term, term that you have coined, Matthew. Is that true? Yes, yeah. I have seen several people use the term Disney atheism or Disney atheist. I love it since that episode. I give it a year, and Richard Dawkins will say it in a speech. <laughs> Man, if there was only a way that that could get back to us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right, shall we? We'll let's, just let's, we'll just keep we'll this. just keep mentioning every week that we coined that. I feel like <laughs> not we you that was no, that was all you buddy it was on this show we just want we just want this show to get the credit for that that's all yeah I'm I'm very excited about the whole deal well I feel like I feel like I should do a little uh, dance Chappelle show thing like let's get on with the show and again Byron hit the nail on the head here these uh, debates uh, change and then this the, is the, the undercard yes to gain access to the entrance in those debates they change too. so this is that like guy's name Neil Neil Cavuto or Caputo so I don't know but there's not a lot of people in the seats time, gets invited next well I think so that's looking at the stadium time, for the main the event and the oh there we go they're not even letting him stand in the same stage are looking for no it's a totally different venue because they don't want to shuffle people in and out and it's all wow. moving yeah. up. It's it's a different now, location, I mean, completely different venue. I figured all you'd have to shuffle in and out would be the uh, actual debaters. Mm, yeah, but then you you don't you don't want people or a lot of people Sitting wouldn't want to have to sit hours. there for four fucking hours. Yeah. yeah. Republican nomination for president. Yeah. Welcome to Cleveland, Ohio. It is debate night. I'm Bill Hemmer. and I'm Martha McCallum. It all starts here. We are ready. The candidates are ready. We're live at the Quicken Loans Arena. There's an echo in that studio. There is. It sounds a little funny. The voter into today's debate. So you will hear from all 17 candidates. Yeah, even that. Look, it's empty in there. Seven of them right now. Starting with three-time governor in the state of Texas. Yeah, there's nobody in there for Uh, this. How would that feel? You're doing your debate and the place is fucking empty. (laughs) Two-time. Oh, he looks. Two-time acting governor, Bobby Jindal. I thought he was white. Businesswoman and former CEO of... There's the bitch. She has resting bitch face. The senior senator from South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. He's going to be preachy. Former three-term governor of New York, George Pataki. And former Virginia governor, Jim Gilmore. Okay. Real quick, because somebody is going to point out that I said resting bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, is it that a, why is it that a female who 
isn't smiling all oh, the time dear. has has resting bitch face, and a guy who isn't smiling all the time is serious. Good, good question. I don't know. Resting dick face. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's why right that there. Might be, that might be something different. <laughs> that's exactly why that doesn't, yeah. That might yeah. pertain to a hooker. Resting dick Or <laughs> dead hooker? Well, if she's got a dick oh. resting on her face. I don't know. <laughs> well, Trump, way, Trump has one. resting duck face. Oh. Oh, who are you to tell me that I can't say what I want to say? <laughs> All right, sorry. Here we go. Now, this debate will last one hour. We're going to have four commercial breaks. Each candidate will have one minute to answer each question and 30 seconds for rebuttal. If you run out of time, you're going to hear this. Okay? Gentle. Got the belt? I, I think Wait, the reason for the, the echo <laughs> is literally how empty the place <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, there's now, nobody there. The Republican nominee will be standing on this stage in this very same arena. Yeah, there that really person isn't is in Cleveland today. So let's get started. First topic, electability. First question to Governor Perry from Texas. Welcome, Governor. It's good to be with you. You were in charge of the 12th largest economy in the world, and you recently said that four years ago you weren't ready for this job. Why should someone vote for you now? After those four years of looking back and being prepared, uh, the preparation to be the most powerful individual in the world requires an extraordinary amount of work. Not just having been the governor of the 12th largest economy in the world, which I might add, we added 1.5 million jobs during that period of time. Over that 2007 through 2014 period, a period when America was going through the most deep recession it had been through since the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. I think Americans want someone that have a track record of showing them how to get this country back on record. Some of them want to stand up and every day project that best days of America are in front of us, and I will assure you, as the governor of the state of Texas, and as those last four years have showed me the preparation to be ready to stand on this stage and talk about those monetary policies, those domestic policies, and those foreign policies, Americans are going to see that I'm ready to be that individual. Thank you, Governor. Back on economic track <laughs> like George Carly W. Fiorina. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Carly, you were CEO of Hewlett-Packard. You ran for Senate and lost in California in 2010. This week, you said Ooh. Margaret Thatcher was not content to manage a great nation in decline, and neither am I. Given your current standings in the polls, is the Iron Lady comparison a stretch? <laughs> well, I would begin by reminding people that at this point in previous presidential elections, Jimmy Carter couldn't win, Ronald Reagan couldn't win, Bill Clinton couldn't win, and neither could have Barack Obama. <laughs> I started as a secretary and became ultimately the chief executive of the largest technology company in the world, almost $90 billion in over 150 countries. I know personally how extraordinary and unique this nation is. I think to be commander-in-chief in the 21st century requires someone who understands how the economy works, someone who understands how the world works and who's in it. I know more world leaders on the stage today than anyone running, with the possible exception of Hillary Clinton, understands bureaucracies, how to cut them down to size and hold them accountable, and understands technology, which is nope. a tool, but it's also it doesn't a weapon fucking that's being understand used technology against us. Definitely Most not a GPS. I think I understand leadership, <laughs> which sometimes requires a tough call and a tough time, but mostly the highest calling of leadership is to challenge the status quo and unlock the potential of others. We need a leader who will lead the resurgence of this great nation and unlock its potential once again. Thank you. She, her fucking mouth bothers me a lot 
Like she's had so much fucking Botox oh, yeah. and collagen or whatever. Like her whole mouth looks deformed. And, like and her a lips, pound of makeup on her cheeks. Her lips barely move at all. Like her bottom lip is frozen in time. Yeah. And how did she do as the uh, working Hilo Packard? She fired how many people? And Laid off thirty thousand people. And basically drove the company into the ground. Uh huh. And, and was just, fired. Yeah. <laughs> and I just got one note about Rick Perry. I want to get it since it's, it's you just said it. Uh, he was in charge quotations of the 12th largest state or economic or economy in the United States in the world in the world it was it was it the world or just yeah. the United States in the world okay yeah. so it was the world okay so I mean like, when they when they figure the domestic product of, yeah. of okay Texas so all the oil that comes from all the other countries that they refine yeah well they have okay. a lot themselves too yeah yeah but they also got that pipeline coming out of Canada and Nebraska and all that pipeline goes straight to fucking Texas yeah when they oh. just when they just figure gross revenue okay mm-hmm. It is the twelfth largest. I was thinking twelfth largest in the United States, not the whole world for some reason. No, it is yeah, it's definitely okay. it's the world. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I miss misspoke. Senator Santorum, you won the <laughs> Iowa caucus four years ago in ten other oh, states. Boy, here we go. Um Ricky. But you failed to beat Mitt Romney for the nomination. <laughs> and no one here tonight is gonna question your conviction <laughs> or for your love for country. He looks like a cartoon. But has uh-huh. your moment passed, Senator? Yes. I would say the message that got us the win in Iowa and 10 other states against pretty overwhelming odds is the message that's going to deliver us in this election. You know, we didn't start out four years ago at the top of the heap. We were behind where we were today, but we stuck to our message. We stuck to the fact that it's the Royal Americans we. are tired of Washington corporate interests and uh, Democrats who are interested in just politics and power, and they're looking for someone who's going to fight for them, looking for someone who's going to grow the manufacturing sector of our economy. So those 74% of Americans who don't have a college degree or have a chance to rise again, someone who's oh, going to stand up and be very clear with our enemies as to the lines they're going to draw and stand with them. I've got a track record. The reason I, I, I did so well last time is not just because of the vision. It's because I have a track record in Washington, D.C. of getting things done. Iran sanctions. The Iran sanctions that brought them to the table, those are sanctions that we put in place when I was in the United States Senate and a whole host of other things that put me in a position of saying, I only have a great vision, but I can govern effectively in Washington. Thank you, Senator. Okay. Manufacturing is fucking dead in the United not, States. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but he but he went on to talk about how the the United States citizens are sick of Democrats and want some and want and want somebody who's going to fight for them. You, are you He's, talking to the 1%, you fucking idiot? Yeah. You're a Republican, you stupid moron. You're doing the exact opposite of fighting yeah, for all, the average all, person. All of the Joe Plumbers in this country vote fucking Democrat, you idiot, because yeah. you don't you only care about tax cutting the rich and making corporations people and churches people and everything. I mean, fuck well, you. Well, and to say that he wants to bring manufacturing back to the United States so people can get a leg up and whatever again, that's fucking horseshit. Manufacturing is dead in the United yeah. States and will never come back. The United States needs to focus on innovation yep. and technology. Yeah. Manufacturing yeah. is fucking monkey labor. Anybody can Solar fucking do it. freaking roadways. That's, that's <laughs> why they're... <laughs> that's why robots are being put in places. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about replacing fucking drive-through fucking restaurants yeah. with robots that will just dispense your food to you because it will happen. It's menial, brainless fucking just labor. All yeah. it is is labor. It's, there's no thought, there's nothing. We need to focus on education yes. and innovation, not not doing menial fucking backbreaking stupid labor. The right. side effect of an industrialized nation is figuring out better ways to produce products with fewer people. Absolutely. 
Right. And you're not going to do that, especially when you can, especially when companies like Apple and all, all of the, all of the, not just Apple, I, I'm, though I'm not a big Apple fan, but any large company who relies on manufacturing mm-hmm. of anything will not have their products built in the United States. No, no. Because it's, it's, labor it's is feasible. so much cheaper other, yeah. in, in other places. Right. Rick, Rick Santorum right now is talking to a nine year old in 1868. Yeah. We need to bring back NASA. We need to, do we need to innovate? We need to yes. explore. We need to use science. We need to we need to discover things. We need to invent new things. We don't we don't we shouldn't focus on shit that we could have done a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, we we should move on. This is going to take us yeah. till three p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> this is fucking Rick Santorum. Oh, I know. I knew. Jackass. I knew. I knew he should be in our little debate in our in our prediction somewhere because this oh, fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. All right. You're one of two sitting governors on the stage tonight, but your approval numbers at home are in the mid-30s Bobby. at this point. Bobby Jindal. In a recent poll that showed you in a head-to-head against Hillary Clinton in Louisiana, she beat you by several points. So if the people of Louisiana are not satisfied, what makes you think that the people of this nation would be? Well, first of all, thank you all for having us. You know, I won two record elections. Last time I was elected governor, won a record margin in my state. Martha, we got a lot of politicians that will kiss babies, cut ribbons, do whatever it takes to be popular. That's not why I ran for office. I ran for office to make the generational changes in Louisiana. We've cut 26% of our budget. We have 30,000 fewer state bureaucrats than the day I took office. I don't think anybody has cut that much government anywhere at any time. As a result, eight credit upgrades. As a result, a top 10 state for private sector job creation. And we fought for statewide school choice, where the dollars follow the child instead of the child following the dollars. We've been the most pro-life state six years in a row. My point is this. I won two mm. landslide elections. I made big changes. I think our country is tired of the politicians who simply read the polls and fail to lead. Both Democrats and Republicans have gotten us in the mess. We're in $18 trillion of debt, a bad deal with Iran. We're not staying with Israel. I think the American people are looking for real leadership. That's what I've done in Louisiana. That's what I'll do for America. Ah, so he saved money by basically, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I guarantee it was by cutting services to people that needed the money, and that's why nobody's <clears> fucking <throat> voting for him. And the whole fucking Iran deal, unless you want to go over there and drop fucking bombs or another war with them, the thing we got going on right now is the right track, of course, to fucking be diplomatic. Let me tell you, Ryan, uh, Louisiana <laughs> Governor Bobby Jindal said that he has, quote, Cut the size of our budget in Louisiana by 26%. Did he not just say that? He, he uh, just said that. All right. I'm prepared. That cut, however, came from the from less federal aid, not less state spending. Uh, According to the budget materials provided by the governor's campaign, Jindal, August 3rd, August 3rd, we got a lot of talkers. We need a doer. So we've reduced, cut the size of our budget by 26%. He said that. Now, uh, what, what did he cut? Like Medicaid and all that kind of stuff? No, he didn't cut anything. It, it, was, it was that... Uh, just stop taking it was that federal funding. He got less federal aid. Yeah. Um, so this has been a, a common talking point for him ba- dating back as far as 2011. Yeah. He's, he's fucking, he's basically lying about that. Yeah. Shit. Yep. And the, the part that really bothered me about what he just said was that, you know, the, their, the money follows the kid, not right. the kid yeah. follows the money, which pisses me off. He's talking about sending money. Federal funds to private schools, many of yeah. many of them religious schools. That is fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. If you are wealthy enough to send your kid to a private fucking school, good for you. Do yeah. it. 
don't yeah. rely on funds from somewhere else that needs to go to public schools for underprivileged people who can't fucking afford to send their kids yes. to private schools right. and need those need those monies to to pay for better teacher salaries mm-hmm. to pay for better AIDS, technology books. in the schools. I mean, yeah, no those those They're, public school kids should just go get a manufacturing job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they should do is they should get sponsorship by like McDonald's. So they can afford their education. Fucking socialism. The, Get out of here. I mean, the irony of of an Indian American talking about setting yes. up another fucking caste system in the United States kills me. Fuck Bobby Jindal. Wait, Everyone, isn't he black? Didn't we have that discussion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Everyone deserves an education. That's 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 the bottom line. Everybody deserves to have the same quality of education. This this guy reminds me of Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, uh, he should yeah. he should be in fucking jail. He got hey, fucking out easy on that yeah. shit. I'm still hoping that he'll continue being the the Dinesh D'Souza will continue being a raging fucking prick about everything, and the judge will just be like, "Okay, fuck you. Okay. I'm I, to I, jail. Yeah, I'm just gonna send You're you done. to jail because I'm tired of dealing with your stupid ass." On to the next clown. More fuckery coming your way. You work with Democrats and President <laughs> Obama when Lindsay it came Graham. to climate change. Something you know is extremely unpopular with conservative Republicans. Because they're dumb. How can they trust you based on that record? You can trust me to do the following, that when I get on stage with Hillary Clinton, we won't be debating about the science. We'll be debating about the solutions. In her world, cap and trade will dominate that we will destroy the economy in the name of helping in the environment. In my world, we'll focus on energy independence and a clean environment. When it comes to fossil fuels, we're going to find more here and use less. Over time, we're going <laughs> to become more energy and independent. I'm tired of sending $300 billion overseas to buy oil from people who hate our guts. The choice between a weak economy and a strong environment is a false choice. That is not the choice I offer America. A healthy environment, a strong economy, and an energy-independent America. That would be the purpose of my presidency, to break this stranglehold that people enjoy on fossil fuels who hate our guts. Can, can, can I correct him really Is he quick? Drunk? <laughs> I think he's just trying to be calm and whatever. And, and to be charitable to what he just said, he said, we're going to find more and use less. Which that on its face a, sounds fucking stupid, right? Because they're still gonna be the same amount of consumption of that fuel. So he's so, talking about foreign sources. Right. So a, so a charitable view of what he just said is that we will find more here so that we're importing less and then hopefully we will be using less overall, which I which, can get behind. Yeah, but, but which, here, which we yes. already are though. Well, sure. But, I mean we're using less all the time. But, but here, we're also importing less now. We're also for the first time, I think within the last couple of years, exporting more oil than we have before. Uh-huh. And, and for here's, sales. And here's the irony of that statement. The only people who are going to understand what he actually meant by that are liberals who are not going to vote for him anyway. <laughs> and and so we were talking pre-podcast, and, and you were saying which one of the Republican candidates you would possibly vote for. And I won't – I won't – I won't have, out have you, you as your mind? As, as who you said it was, and I was well, like, really I'm, I'm, over like Lindsey Graham, even who I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say, but that would just be a whole nother show. Yeah, it would. to we defend can, my position. Yeah, but. we can talk about that later. But so I mean, I Lindsey Graham, I respect for his years of service. He's been in Congress forever. Yeah, I, I think that's totally irrelevant. And and he knows he knows a lot of his stuff, and he has some good ideas. But the way he goes about them, oftentimes, is just completely fucking boneheaded. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So far, I'm most pleased with his opening than anybody I, I, By the way, I said Trump. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't fucking say Trump. <laughs> no, you I did didn't. not say Trump. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> next clown. Governor Pataki, four years ago this month, you called it quits in a race for the presidency in 2012. But now you're back. Mitt Romney declined to run this time <laughs> because he believed that the party needed new blood. Does he have a point? I think he needs somebody who hasn't been a career politician and who's been out of office for a while. I think the last eight years in the private sector have allowed me to see government from the outside, and I think that is a positive thing. Yes, I thought about running four years ago. I was ready to lead, but I wasn't ready to run. But I look at this country today, and I look at how divided we are. I look at how politicians are always posturing and issuing sound bites, but never solving problems. And what I did in New York was bring people together, an overwhelmingly democratic state. But I was able to get Democrats to support the most conservative sweeping policies changes in any state in America. And when I look at Washington today, we need to bring us together. We need to solve problems. We need to... Tell rebuild Congress. our military so we can stand up to radical Islam. We need, we to, need to get our, our economy growing much faster by one. throwing out the corrupt tax code and lowering the rates. We have to end Lower the capitalism in Washington where the lobbyists and the powerful can get tax breaks and tax credits and the oh, American God. people don't get laws in their interest. I can do what? that. What? So well, I'm I, sorry. I, I, had to, I paused um, it before he finished. Because yeah, I'm confused. Where what the American people about? don't get laws in their favor? What? <laughs> well, I think he's saying I, I that was confused well before that, but that one really Yeah, was that's why I was like, okay, the- I'm, I'm on fucking crazy overload right now. I have to pause it for a second. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? This guy is out of his fucking mind. <laughs> and and did, did he mean he wanted to lower taxes for big business again? That's what I thought I heard. That's what I, I thought. I, I, that's I, what I, I was mind, taking I was in. still going... <laughs> and then it was like... <laughs> that part came up, and I was like, what, what is happening? What the fuck is I'm he like, your, your friends are rich enough already. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. Right. Regardless of what the makeup of Congress is, because I did it in New York State. So we need new leadership. Yes, I will be that new leader. Mm, Thank I you, hope Governor. From no. one side of the uh-uh. stage, the other, the You're other, at the table. Governor not getting it. Jim Gilmore. <laughs> you were the last person on stage to declare your candidacy. Uh, you ran for the White House once and lost. You ran for the Senate one time and lost. You haven't held public office in 13 years. Similar wow. question. Is it time for new blood? I think the times are different now. I think the times are much more serious. Because of the Obama-Clinton policies, the United States is moving further and further into a decline. Oh, brother. I want to reverse that decline. That's why Bush. I've entered this race. And I think I have the experience to do it. Former elected prosecutor, attorney general, governor. I was elected to all of those offices. A person who, in fact, has a long experience in foreign policy issues, which is different from many of the other governors who are in prospective governors who are running. I was the, an Army intelligence agent and a veteran during the Cold War assigned to West Germany. I was the uh, chairman of the National Commission on Homeland Security and Terrorism for the United States for five years. I was... Um, uh, a person who has dealt extensively with these the homeland one? security issues. <laughs> I was the governor during the 9-11 attack. I understand both of these oh, issues, wow. how to build the economy, and doing that as a governor who built jobs and cut taxes, and also a governor who understands foreign policy issues, and that's why I entered this race. Thank you, Governor. You said nothing about 
verifying any of the claims you made. Holy shit. Uh, that was a gish gallop of fucking credentials. Oh, yeah. Well, real quick, I want to go back to George Pataki. The thing that he said for the, the probably when Matt went <laughs> was when Pataki said he needed to rebuild the military. Oh, like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck is he talking oh, about? Oh, no, it was, it was after that, but yeah, still that too. Uh, I, I made a there, during that part. We have the world's largest military we, we by have- Far we, we outpace every other industrialized nation if, combined. If you take oh, yeah. if you take the next ten closest military budgets in the world, you combine them together and combine them together. We have sixty times that. Yes, I was like, rebuild our military from what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? We need we need to cut it in half and take all that money and tax the churches and take all that money and put it into education and fuck send everybody yeah. through college for free. Yeah. yeah, coming from the same party who wanted to. Not pay any military personnel for a whole month. Oh my god! I was just like, I, I just as I was listening to to Gilmore do his thing, I was like, what in the fuck, Gilmore girls? <laughs> yeah, he looks like I Pat was like, Buchanan. I, I really know not a lot about this guy, but so, it's because he's been out for thirteen years. So Gilmore says the U.S. is in decline because of the Clinton and, and Obama. Obama. Yeah. What policies. happened during the Bush era? In decline? How? By yeah. what measure? What the fuck are you looking at? Stocks Clinton. are up. Stocks yeah. are up. Jobs are up. Yes. Our economy's up. Our debt is going yes. down. What the fuck? The crime du- is going down. What the fuck? If, maybe, maybe that's the decline he's talking about. Crime crimes. is going down. If anybody drove this country into a decline, it was Bush. Clinton left us with a uh, surplus. surplus. Mm-hmm. Bush went through that surplus, drove us into a recession, and fucking Obama brought us out of that fucking recession. Yeah. Uh, what the? Uh, yeah. See, so this uh, is how, my. This by is what my measure does he think the U.S. is declining? God. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Since we actually took That's God out of the school, belief in, belief in God is declining something. in America. Yep. Uh. Yeah, and like, I like that one of his points was like, I was the governor when 9-11 happened. Well, then you fucked up. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you talking about that? I Shut like, the fuck up. Nobody I, cares. Like that's that you you well, keep that shit quiet. I felt like saying, so are forty nine other people. Yeah, so are yeah, exactly right. But I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, keep that in your pocket, you fucking idiot. Don't bring up nine eleven. That's that's our day's Godwin law. The worst terrorist attack in US history happened on my watch. Yeah, exactly if, right. If he did such a good a job during nine eleven, why'd he leave? <laughs> right. right at that term hasn't so so he was he was in office during the worst attack in the worst terrorist attack in u.s history and hasn't held public office for Since. what 13, yeah, years? 13 yes. years he got out in 2002 mm. which i'm guessing when 2001 yeah exactly he didn't get reelected <laughs> after 9-11 <laughs> yeah why would you bring that up all right everybody now to the elephant that is not in the room tonight donald trump <laughs> Let's take a look at this graphic that shows the huge uh, amount of political chatter that he is driving on Facebook right now. Some million. of it good, probably, some of it bad. Facebook But he posts. is dominating Top unique mentions on this Facebook. conversation. 26 million. Governor 26 Perry, and a quarter. You two have been going at it. But given the large disparity in your poll numbers, he seems to be getting the better of you. Well, when you look at uh, the celebrity of Donald Trump, then I think that says a lot about it. One thing I like to remind people is back in 2007, Rudy Giuliani uh, was leading the polls for almost a year. I'll suggest a part of that was his celebrity. Fred Thompson was the other one, a man who had spent a lot of time on that screen. I've had my issues with Donald Trump. I talked about Donald Trump from the standpoint of being an individual who was using his celebrity rather than his conservatism. How can you run for the Republican nomination and be for single-payer health care, 
I mean, I ask that with all due respect, and nobody, nobody on either one of these stages has done more than I've done and the people of the state of Texas to deal with securing that border. We sent our Texas mm-hmm. Ranger recon teams. We sent our Parks and Wildlife Wardens. <laughs> I deployed the National Guard after I stood on the ramp in Dallas, Texas, and looked the President of the United States in the eye and said, Mr. President, if you won't secure the border, Texas will. And that's exactly <laughs> what we did. We need a president that doesn't just talk a game, but a president that's got real results. All right. I want- he looked pissed off, oh, yeah. didn't he? Oh, yeah. And like, after his blank stare, he was pissed. I, I'm fairly certain that when he deployed the National Guard, it was more of a stunt oh, yeah. than well, an actual protection thing. Well, and I'm wondering if his blank stare was like... Me? Internally thinking, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ask uh, me this question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Question, uh, because it's true really of all of you on this stage that like it or not, Donald Trump is, there's a huge disparity between the poll numbers that you have and the poll numbers that he has. Um, given also you the fact that you know, Rudy Giuliani <laughs> said he thought that there may be some Reagan qualities to Donald Trump. Wow. So Carly Fiorina, is he getting the better of you? Well, I don't know. I didn't get a phone call from Bill Clinton. Before I jumped in the race, did any of you get a phone call from Bill Clinton? I didn't. Maybe it's because I hadn't given been money reading, to the foundation, or she's been reading the interwebs. Oh, mm. I saw I saw headlines for stories today. I didn't I didn't read the stories themselves, but I saw headlines for stories today that said that Bill Clinton contacted the, the Donald the Trump ahead of his run and encouraged him to get into the race. Ooh, I got a quick joke. And there's a conspiracy theory that it's this Democratic thing yeah. to like. Lead all of these Republican voters astray because they're that fucking stupid, yeah. right? Yes, they are. <laughs> do you think Donald's going to play his Trump card tonight? <laughs> yes, I do. Every chance he gets. I just thought of that and I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put he's going to put his little ducky lips on his trumpet and play it all night long. <laughs> all right, we can continue. <laughs> to his wife's Senate campaign. Here's the thing that I would ask Donald Trump in all seriousness. He is the party's front runner right now, and good for him. Mm. I think he's tapped into an anger that people feel. They're sick A racist of anger. politics as usual. You know, whatever your issue, your cause, the festering problem you hoped would be resolved, the political class has failed you. That's just a fact, and that's what Donald Trump taps into. I would also just say this. Since he has changed his mind on amnesty, on health care, and on abortion, I would just ask what are the principles by which he will govern? Oh. Thank you. This Saturday, August 8th, two days from now, marks one year since the strikes began against ISIS in Iraq and followed in Syria one month later. (laughs) This week, a leading general in the U.S. Marine Corps says one year later, that fight is at a stalemate. Governor Jindal, give me one example how your fight against ISIS would be different over there. Well, to start with, unlike President Obama, I'll actually name the enemy that we confront. We've got a president who cannot bring himself to say the words (laughs) radical Islamic terrorism. Now, Bill, he loves to criticize America, (laughs) apologize for us, criticize medieval Uh, Christians. How can we beat an enemy if our commander doesn't have the moral honesty and clarity to say that Islam has a problem and that problem is radical Islam? To say they've got to condemn not just generic acts of violence, but the individual murderers who are committing these acts of violence. We've got a president instead who says we're going to change hearts and minds. Well, you know what? Sometimes you win a war by killing murderous, evil terrorists. 
we're going to take the political handcuffs off the military. We will arm and train the Kurds. We will work with our Sunni allies. They know we will be committed to victory. We had this failed red line with Assad, and it discouraged folks that want to help us on the ground. Finally, we'll take off the political handcuffs. We'll go to the Congress. This president has gone to Congress and said, give me a three-year deadline. Give me a ban on ground troops. I'm going to go to the commanders and say, give me a plan to win. You can't send your, your troops into harm's way unless you give them every opportunity to be successful. Again, the- okay. This- okay. Every Sorry. opportunity to send soldiers in arms. Okay, so when Bush was in office and fucking we're fighting the Taliban, was he mad that we didn't call them Islamic extremists then too? Right, and for- this coming from the fucking guy who won't say that any acts of terrorism committed by Christians is Christian terrorism yeah, yeah, right. or Christian fundamentalism. Yes. He doesn't say that Christianity has a fucking problem with their fundamentalists also. He's only going to point at the Muslims. So I agree with him on one point here. Islam and and Islam extremism is bad. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Ex- extreme of yep. every any religion is bad. Right, but I would like to pull a quote from the Princess Bride and Ooh, say, yay. "Never get involved in a land war in Asia." <laughs> <laughs> We've tried that a ton of times. You fucking idiot! That is not the answer. And how many more forces do you want us to arm? Inconceivable. <laughs> or is it just he doesn't like the forces we are arming right now? I don't know, man. Because I, I thought last time we were in Iraq, um. I know there were Kurds there because there, there's Kurdish people in Iraq. Because there were uh, yes. uh We tried to arm all of them and train them to be fighters. And guess what? It didn't go so well. We armed they them all and trained them the to be fighters down. against us later. Yep. Well, I'm saying this current one, they've all backed off. Now, I do give it to the Kurds. They're the only one that has stepped up and made their own militia and are actually fighting ISIS. For the people that we fucking trained to take over and be the military police over there have all fucking abandoned the bases. There, There is hope. I mean, look. take Take like... I mean, we're a more, we're a warmongering country. Yes, no, no doubt about we it. We spend more money on learning how to kill people than we've, anything and else. And we've been in a war. I don't know, like ninety eight percent of the time we've been a country, right? Yeah. But so was Norway. Yeah. When they started, but they're not under any threat of invasion or war or anything now yeah. because they stopped fucking doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had what we had uh, uh, the Revolutionary War, the War I mean, of eighteen twelve, the Spanish American I mean, War. We had the Civil before- War. World yeah. War One, World well, War Two, Korea, Vietnam, Kosovo. Even if it's constant. not wars that directly involve us, we insert ourselves yeah, exactly. into other people's exactly. secret right. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So, I just call for twenty thousand American troops in Syria and Iraq so far today, Senator Graham, and I'll give this question to you: Why should the American people, after two wars in Iraq, sacrifice yet again on a third war? Mm-hmm. If we don't stop them. Over there, they are coming here just as sure as I stand here in front of you. One thing I want to be clear about tonight. If you're running for president of the United States and you don't understand that we need more American ground forces in Iraq. Oh, my God. And that America has to be part of a regional ground force that will go into Syria and destroy ISIL in Syria, then you're not ready to be commander in chief. And you're not serious about destroying ISIL. According to the generals that I know and trust, this air campaign will not destroy ISIL. We need a ground force in Iraq and Syria, and America has to be part of that ground force. According to the FBI and the Director of National Intelligence, Syria is becoming a perfect platform to strike our nation. I've got a very simple strategy as your president against ISIL. Whatever it takes, 
as long as it takes to defeat them. That's a super simple strategy. So he has no problem killing thousands of more Americans, maiming hundreds of thousands of more Americans, just like happened in the fucking Iraq war. What, what are, what are, what's, what's Lindsey Graham's military record? Does he, does he have, has he ever been in the military? No, but I think he's got Christian soldiers. Does he have children (laughs) in the military? Uh, Friends, family members? Not that I know of. So, I mean, well, I never fought like on the exact front line. He's but so fucking hawkish. He's gonna send. I, a, he would. He's. He wants to start every fucking war that yeah. he can. I mean, his his solution is war and death and murder. Like that's yep. it. Unless and, it's well, solving a genocide in a country, or it's basically what Jindal was saying, but a lot a lot firmer. So one of the notes that I wrote down was to watch for quote unknowns you know for the the most of the voting populace yeah. the unknowns to do well and be discovered in this debate which would be a significant point and i think the way you accomplish that is is largely by pandering and i think right now lindsey graham is doing a great job of getting himself noticed and out in front because i can just picture all of those rednecks in alabama waving their confederate flags and hooting and hollering about everything he just said right mm-hmm. there even though they don't know what ISIL is. Got to kill them over there before they come over here and kill us. Yeah, they're they're on our fucking doorstep. How has that worked for us for the past 20 fucking years? Yeah, but I mean all those all those fucking morons that thought they needed to 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 secure the the recruiting offices. <laughs> yeah. Those fucking morons <laughs> are the are ones, all the ones the, that are Well, they're all the ones that are going to go over there and die. They're whooping right now about all this shit that he's saying. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah. Yeehaw! <laughs> I'm going to get my AR-15 and shoot myself in the foot. (laughs) All right, let's get to our first commercial break. There is plenty more to discuss tonight. Coming up, immigration, more on ISIS and homeland security as well as we continue live tonight from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, I don't want to see us go back to Iraq. No. I don't think... I'm gonna fast forward here through the oh, yeah. commercials if you want. Yeah, keep I, I just got it muted right now. But I don't see, I don't see the purpose to it. No, what? There is no fucking purpose there, to it. Since I can't remember, I, the the number the number is huge. How many trillions of fucking dollars have we spent there, and how many thousands of American lives have been spent and wasted? We how many how many other thousands of American lives have been fucking ruined? Yeah. We have through, had through injury and maiming and going yep. to these wars that have not done a fucking thing to protect us at all. I I know the number for Iraq was over four thousand killed, over a hundred thousand wounded or maimed, and then you got to include the nearly one million soldiers who have committed suicide since. And how many natives? How many? How yes. many people in those other countries have been killed? The Iraqis that were innocently killed. The God damn it! They. War is the last resort anybody should actually. Exer- it shouldn't be well, something where you say, "No, we need to go over there yeah. and kill them right now." It's it's kind of like the quote I posted on Facebook today, what coming from one of the pilots, the co-pilot of the of the Enola uh, Gay, Gay, yeah, when he dropped that bomb, where he made a reference to saying that after he watched the city get destroyed, he made a note inside of his uh, flight journal that said, "Dear God, what have we done?" Yeah. Yes, you may have ended a war, but you just killed 300,000 people. Boom. In a push of a fucking button. Boom. With one bomb, yeah. With one bomb, with one instant of a second, you killed 300,000 people. 
And how many people died as a result of radiation Later poisoning? On. and Not, and not even that, or just yeah. children that were born with deformities and everything yeah. else. It's There's it's, a lot more damage. It's grotesque. It's disgusting. Yeah. There, I, I honestly think there's more damage that comes after war than it's during shameful. war sometimes. Sh- it, fucking Lindsey Graham should be ashamed of himself for saying yeah. shit like that. And personally, in my opinion, if we really do live in an industrialized, civilized nation, we should be able to talk. We should, should be able be, to figure a better way out of these things besides yeah. throwing young men and women into a battle to have them killed for he a purpose be, of your election. He should be ashamed of himself for saying things like that and it's up to the rest of us to tell him that he should be fucking ashamed of saying things like that. Yeah. We it's gr- I feel really like Ben Affleck, now. like it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. It is debate night, and welcome back to Cleveland, Ohio. Let's get back to the questions right now with Martha. All right, let's talk about ISIS and the threat to the homeland uh, that we have seen growing in recent months. What this goes threat? to Governor Pataki. Yeah. 69 ISIS-inspired Woo-hoo! terrorists have been arrested in this country in homeland plots, and the FBI assures 69. us that there are likely many more to come. The president is reluctant to label these terrorists Islamic extremists, but you've said well, there's no, no bias there with no. that label. Yeah. But then comes the hard part. Fox. So here's the question: How far are you willing to go to root out this problem here at home? Would you put mosques, for example? Potentially under surveillance. Oh. Are you oh. a leading question? That conservatives oh. are increasingly religious freedom in this country. What about churches? Religious liberty. What about yeah? You fucking oh. idiot, Martha. Religious liberty uh, doesn't include encouraging a fellow American to engage in violent jihad and kill an American here. Oh. That is not protected free speech. That is not protected religious belief. Wow. That is like shouting fire in a crowded theater, and that is illegal. And I would do everything <laughs> in our power, not just to go after those who are here, who we know who are here, before they can radicalize other Americans to carry out attacks. And it's not just the ones they've arrested. Think back to Garland, Texas. But for that Texas police officer, we could have had a mass murder. We have to shut down their internet capability. We have to <laughs> shut down whether or not they're in prisons preaching or on, in mosques preaching. No radical Islam that is allowed to engage in encouraging violence against Americans, that is not protected speech. But let me just add one thing about ISIS over there. We have got to destroy their training camps and recruiting centers. I was governor of New York on September 11th. I know that we are at greater (laughs) risk today than at any time since then of another attack. We have got to destroy their training camps over there before they can attack us here. I don't agree that we're going to occupy and spend another decade or a trillion dollars. What we need to do is destroy their ability to attack us here over there and then get out. You know, I have two sons, both served. One is a Marine officer in Iraq, one is an Army officer in Afghanistan. I do not see, want to see one parent or loved one worrying about getting a call in the middle of the night. I would not place one American life at risk unless it was absolutely necessary. But to destroy ISIS, it is necessary. All right. This- okay. So talking about Garland, Texas, is he referring to the whole drama Muhammad thing? I wonder if that's what it is. Where the where the Islamic guys yeah. went yeah. And, and tried to shoot and, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, I think the basis of his argument, we're gonna have to fly through these, but yeah. Yeah. I think the base of his argument, I agree with the fact that it's not a matter of religious freedom when it extends to illegal uh, uh 
activities. matter what religion it is. Correct. But it but preaching is definitely part of religious freedom. Yes. You know, he he was trying to extend it to well, Muslims shouldn't even be able to preach or have mosques. No, fuck you. Well, yeah. Because uh, we could shut down your churches just the same yeah. way by that same logic, you fucking idiot. If we have direct line to someone in the United States that is that is talking or, or doing anything with a jihadist group overseas, I have no problem with them going in and busting down the guy's door and arresting him. Now, if the person has no connection with them but just happens to be Muslim, you have no right just to arrest them based on their fucking religion. Yeah. It, the, right. So the Garland, the Garland, Texas thing that he's referring to was the drama. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He does. He makes no mention of the fucking abortion clinic bombings, yes, or killing of abortion doctors, or the bombings well, in Oklahoma not. that were can that were carried out by fucking Christian fundamentalist yes. Timothy McVeigh. Well, he also he also only mentions that he was governor of New York during nine eleven when Muslim extremists attacked the country, and yeah. doesn't he doesn't make any mention of the fact that you're far more likely to be killed by a Christian extremist in yes. right wing conservative. Christian extremists in this country than far you are more by terrorist attacks on on our soil have been taken up by Christians. Yeah, yeah. Arena. The FBI Director Comey says Carly. that terrorists can thrive here at home because they go dark and they recruit behind the cyber walls that are built by American <laughs> companies been like the Book Google of and Apple. Comey says this is a big problem. But Rand Paul says that the government forcing these companies to bring down those walls would be a big privacy issue and a dangerous way to go on this. You've been a tech leader in this country. Bullshit. Which side are you on? Well, let me say first that it is disturbing that every time one of these homegrown terrorist attacks occurs, and as your question points out, they are occurring with far too uh, great frequency, it turns out we had warning signals. How many? It turns out we knew something was wrong. It turns out some dot wasn't connected. And so the first thing we have to do is make sure that everyone and every responsible agency is attuned to all of these possibilities and symptoms. We even had warnings about the Boston marathon bombers and, and yet the dots weren't connected yes. so yeah. we need to get on a different mindset secondly i certainly support that we need to tear down cyber walls not on a mass basis but on mm. a targeted basis but let me just say that we also need down to tear down the cyber walls that china is erecting that russia is erecting we need to be very well aware of the fact that China and Russia are using technology to attack us just as ISIS is using technology to recruit those who would murder American citizens. I do not believe that we need to wholesale destroy every American citizen's privacy in order to go after those that we know are suspect or are already a problem. But yes, there is more collaboration required between private sector companies and the public sector. And specifically, we know that we could have detected and repelled some of these cyber attacks if that collaboration had been permitted. A law has been sitting, languishing, sadly, on Capitol Hill and has not yet been passed, and it would help. So would you tonight? I don't know if I totally disagree with what all she said there. Well, I, I, I don't. She's completely ignoring, though, that, you, that the United States does the same fucking oh, thing. Yeah, every yeah. other country, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree there needs to be more collab- collaboration between agencies in this country, for sure. Sure. And with, that we do have cyber use, attacks We should use China. GPS. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, I mean, the FBI and the CIA need to fucking get over their little butt hurt fucking teenage girl fra- feud they've right. got going and fucking yeah. start talking to each other. But the fact that Russia, China, and the Middle East and Latin America and South America and maybe a lot of Europe and are anti-U.S. Should say something about the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> what is your fucking problem? War is not the answer. That's the reason. That's the reason everybody hates us. Yeah, like if all of your failed relationships have one thing in common, and that's you. Right. It, <laughs> right. Maybe you should examine why oh those God. relationships are failing. It might be failing. your boyfriend. Do you guys? This is a little bit off topic, but just remind me. Do you guys know who Arge Barker is? No. no, he's a comic that's really big in Australia. But he uh. he talked about global warming and how you know everyone's talking about there's something wrong with the earth and this and that. And he's like, you know, and he's like, I'm not a scientist or anything, but maybe, just maybe, the earth is just fine. Thank you. And there's something wrong with the sun because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what's making all the fucking heat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that makes me think of the fucking u.s you stupid idiot <laughs> google and apple to cooperate in these investigations and let the fbi in where they need to go i absolutely would call on them to collaborate and cooperate yes Google's Thanks, excuse me, Mark. i have not heard the bell just yet so you're all very well behaved so far governor gilmore 30 seconds <laughs> well yes indeed i chaired the national commission on homeland security for the united states we warned about the 9-11 attack before the 9-11 attack occurred i was the governor during the 9-11 attack when the pentagon he did was it struck. again yep. and i'm going to tell you this we need to use the benefit of our law enforcement people across this country, combined with our intelligence people across this country, to get rid of we need to people? use our technological advantages because what we've warned of is an international guerrilla movement that threatens this country. Guerrilla it's going to movement. happen in this country. There are going to be further attacks. We have to be prepared to defend the American people, prepare them for a long war, stand up for the no. defense of this country, and stand up for the values of this country. Thank you, Governor. I've go got to move on to immigration here. We Senator are Santorum, prepared you would for a long war. We are prepared to defend the citizens of this country. Illegal yeah. immigration. God. What, what we need to focus we more on is the psychiatric that. help of people so we stop having psychopaths shooting up fucking movie theaters. <laughs> we just need to relax and and remove religion so people aren't so fucking crazy all the time about this shit. Let's get yeah. rationality to be a focus, huh? They need more bacon and porn. Yeah. Yes. I like bacon yes. and porn. It's been baited with Bacon that. porn. Yeah. Illegal immigration <laughs> for 30 years. Oh, Jesus, years. I skipped ahead somehow. Oh, did you? What did I do here? I'm still know. thinking about bacon porn. Oh, they were bringing up immigration, so now they're on immigration oh, right yes. now. Uh, oh, I've got notes. I've got, where's my notes? Where's my notes? Again, what do you say to the family of illegals? Are you going to here, break them apart? Bill, here's the interesting position on this. Mm-hmm. Americans are tired of tired. hearing this debate want to go to, what are you going to do about illegal immigration? For 30 years... This country has been baited with that. All the way back to when Ronald Raven signed a piece of legislation. Did he just say Ronald basically Raven? basically allowed for him. I thought he said, ba- I heard Ronald Reagan, but I thought he said baited. I'm pretty sure he said Ronald Raven. <laughs> oh, Raven. <laughs> you know that he called Donald Trump Donald Truck? Yes. Yeah. Ronald Raven? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind uh, this. Yes, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he said Ronald Raven. <laughs> Hang on. That's fucking awesome. That's for 30 years. This country has been baited with that. All the way back to when Ronald Raven signed yeah, it. he did. That basically allowed for amnesty for over 4 Fucking million Ronald people and the border Raven. still not secure. Oh, I love the, that. 
Donald Truck and Ronald, Ronald Raven. Raven. Man. <laughs> There's got to be an Edgar Allan Poe thing done with that. Oh, man. Ronald fucking Raven. <laughs> to trust Washington, D.C. <laughs> and nice for good reason. We hear nice. all this discussion about, well, I would do this or I would do that. <laughs> oh, when the man. fact is, the border is still porous. Until we have a president of the United States that gets up every day and goes to the Oval Office with the intent purpose of securing that border. And there's not anybody on either one of these stages that has the experience of dealing with this as I have for over 14 years with that 1,200-mile border. We have to put the personnel on that border in the right places. You have to put the strategic fencing in place, and you have to have aviation assets that fly all the way from Tijuana to El Paso to Brownsville, Texas, 1,933 miles, looking down 24-7 with the technology to be able to identify what individuals are doing and ID when they are in, obviously, uh, illegal activities or suspicious activities and quick response teams that come at that particular point in time, then Americans will believe that Washington is up to a conversation to deal with the millions of people that are here illegally, but not until. If you elect me president of the United States, I will secure that southern border. Jesus Christ, All right, Dan, Christ, so how big is man. the border? I don't know. Oh, I thought that was <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm posting out to Facebook that Rick Perry has called Donald Trump Donald Truck, and now he's called Ronald Reagan Ronald Raven. <laughs> you, you know what <laughs> I want to see? This guy, man, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get a mental image of what he wants America to be, and all I can think about is a, a, lo- a lot of the post-apocalyptic games I've played, like Rage <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, and The Last of Us and stuff with these heavy borders. Oh, yeah. Major- what the fuck is your problem, He man? wants a 100-foot wall with remote control sentry guns on it. Yeah, and, 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 and aircraft flying back yeah. and forth. You know, and, and a lot of, I mean, what, how much money do you want to spend on? What are you fucking talking about? So I had, I got a really good idea. Matt, maybe be able to do this or any artists out there on, on, on the, uh, listening to the guys revolution, maybe we sure. be able to do this. There are many, many much better we, than me. We need to have a, a picture drawn up of Rick Perry sitting in a chair reading a book with Donald Trump, uh, Trump as a raven on top of the bookshelf. <laughs> uh, Donald truck. Wait. Could we have could we have a Donald truck dumping off a shipload of Ronald Ravens? Yeah. Oh never mind. Yeah, we want a, we want a Ronald Raven on the bookshelf. And a Donald Trump outside of a Donald truck outside the door. <laughs> Donald truck. Maybe a Donald truck could be on the bookshelf too. With a Ronald Raven sitting on top of it and make him look like Edgar Allan Poe reading. I just fucking love listening to this guy talk because he's so fucking stupid. Yeah, but the shit he's saying is very troublesome. Oh, sure. Do you think his glasses are prescription but or for should look? we really take him seriously when he calls people Donald, Donald Truck and Ronald Raven? No. <laughs> think about who's voting, man. They're just like, yeah, no Mexicans, woo! That's right, Ronald Raven was a great president. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> fuck, fuck that Donald Truck. I don't know how you get like a B Ronald and Raven. a G mixed up. You can't mix up a V and a G. It doesn't work that way. Oh, God. That was fucking hilarious. I All love right. that. Oh, next. Governor, thank you. On that note, next, oh, the another commercial take on the future of the U.S. economy oh, when we come boy. back after this quick break. E-fucking economy. E fucking economy. God, this, yeah, it's like we a, are going to be here all fucking night. <laughs> this is only the first debate. Yeah, this is only the hour long debate. The next one's two hours. Well, this is well. It says it runs for an hour. Oh no, I added a half, that half hour, hour on on the end. Just in I, case, I tacked a half hour onto the end. That's yeah, right. we might. Well, I know this is a two parter, but it's like yeah, I still have to drive home. Well, you do too. Yeah. 
You guys can. You're welcome to stay. I got to work. Quicken Loans Arena kicking off the first 2016 Quicken Loans Arena debate. It's starting right now. We're 30 minutes in. We're going to jump back into the topics and continue our discussion of national issues on the domestic level. The issue that is really number one on the minds of many voters. That's the economy and jobs. So let's start here with Senator Graham. I thought it was Donald Senator Trump. Graham, 82 million Americans over the age of 20 are out of the workforce. Ooh. 45 million people in this country are on food stamps. 9 million are on disability. All of these numbers have been rising sharply in recent years. There's an increasing willingness in this country to accept assistance. How do you get oh my Americans God, instead of starve? Yeah. to take the job instead of a handout? I think oh, America's God. is dying to work. You just even I can't believe how fucking Yeah, dude. Biased the fucking yeah. moderators are Take a against hand the, out. Jesus Mo- Christ. Most people who are on welfare are working. They do oh. have a job. And if you oh sent less God. soldiers to Iraq to get wounded, there'd be less people on disability. Oh my god. Not, not only that, but the, the whole thing the whole thing behind this this mentality drives me fucking crazy because the, the the whole thing is well if you work hard you get no nobody works harder than poor people yeah. go do a fucking poor person's job yeah, you no would shit. never nobody works harder than them and they're working, working fuck you they're working, working two fucking jobs yeah that's what two I was gonna say three fucking jobs at, at the shittiest jobs you can't even fucking imagine and still and you never even last two days so and they still have you. to rely on the welfare yeah and fuck you uh. maybe if they got paid enough. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ, that shit pisses me off so fucking bad. Uh, Nobody works harder. To all than the that. Americans who want a better life, don't vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> wow, you're not going to get it. Wow, she's not going to repeal Obamacare and replace oh, it. I will. Right, because oh, she's not going to build the Keystone Pipeline. I will. Oh, okay. She's not going to change Dodd Frank. I will until you change the. Pi- oh my God, she's not going to give you health care. She won't drill hole. She won't ship oil from Canada, which we will get no money from. <laughs> like what the fuck? Who, do, who does this guy think he's talking to? I, I don't to? know. Does he think that all of the, the does does he think that middle middle class and 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 lower income America is just you know fucking hanging and, around? And, so and, and by the way, refuse health care. Those, those people that are getting disability checks are the same people who could not get fucking health care before because they have yeah, pre-existing yeah. fucking conditions. Yeah. So two points. One, yes, here's the reason why religion needs to be removed from this country and the world and politics because all of the people you just talked about who in their right minds would never, ever, ever even consider voting for a Republican do because they're taught from the very first the day they're born that God is number one. So you vote God, and everything else will work out, right? So God, that's guns, number one. And country. The second thing is, and as long as the Republican Party aligns themselves yes, with God, exactly right. And the second thing is, I stand by my statement that I would not vote for Lindsey Graham as the most mundane Republican candidate. Okay, maybe you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Obama, we're never going to grow this economy. Until you change what? the policies what? of Barack what? Obama, we're never going to be what? safe. And she represents what? a third term of a failed presidency. I'm uh, fluent in Clinton speak. I've been dealing with this crowd for fluent. 20 years. Oh my God, he does Clinton the Bush head bob. depends on what the meaning of is. is. He does the Bush that means Look at that. It's whatever Bill wants it to mean. It's a twitch. When Hillary Clinton tells you, I've given you all the emails you need, that means she hasn't. So if the people who are dying for a better America, you better change course. 
and she doesn't represent the change that we need. Do we all agree that ISIL is not the JV team? Uh, what? If I have to monitor a mosque, I'll monitor a mosque. There's nobody there, buddy. There's nobody wall, there. I'll take it. If I have to send more yeah, American troops to, to protect fucking, us here, yeah. I will do it. She will not. She has empowered a failed agenda. Does he, she is, he is going Invisalign to empower bases? a failed yes. solution to an American economy dying to grow. Elect me. I know the difference between being flat broke, apparently she doesn't. In Hillary uh. Clinton's world, after two terms in the White House where her pr- husband was president, she said she was flat broke. Hillary, I'll show you flat broke. That's not it. All right, uh, Senator Santorum, let, let, let's get back to... <laughs> Matt's beside himself. <laughs> this series of what's was fun. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> Don't we have the a highest bad economy like we had under Obama? <laughs> what the fuck is he what talking about? What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Does uh, our our stocks are at the highest ever. Do you does anybody know what Barack Obama was handed from George W. Bush and what he's turned it into? Are you fucking kidding me right he now? He's only handed a 1929 economic depression. Oh my god. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. We just uh, cut back to it, and I was I was flabbergasted. Uh, at hand, which is whether or not Americans have become too reliant on assistance or too willing to take assistance. Do you believe that we need to change the culture in this country in terms of whether or not we should be encouraging people to get off of it? Uh, and, and take the job when it's available. Some I think it's are a, able and not come on, that. Frothy yeah, mixture. I think it's a one-two punch. Number one, we have to create better paying jobs. I mean, that's just the bottom line. We have it. And that's the reason that I've said well, under my presidency, we'll create uh, jobs and make America the number one manufacturing country in the world. Oh, God. God. We create God jobs for the folks it. that you're talking about who are having trouble getting off uh, government benefits primarily because of their low skill level. There is no better way. Can you pause that Low skill level, and he wants to bring back fucking manufacturing jobs. Okay, Which, so how fucking stupid is this guy? It takes Hold on. a low I, skill level. God damn it. I, I, think, I think I might have... I think I might have a translation here. I think when he says manufacturing, I think he that's Republican politics speak for dildos. We're going to we're <laughs> for dildos, yeah. We're going to because it wouldn't it wouldn't exactly be prudent to say we're going to take all the jobs back from India and China. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So he's saying we'll put the manufacturing jobs back in America. Which is a much more positive way of saying the same thing. I think maybe that's what he's trying to get at. How is that even? The, how is that positive? How the the jobs that have gone to India and China have gone there because you are, can buy fucking people to work yeah. in oh, your no, fucking no, no. sweatshop. No, look, I'm for liberal. Fifty cents a fucking day. I, I'm a Democrat. I believe. I understand. I'm just saying that his base they don't like brown people. Right, uh, and so well, all the fucking jobs are going to India, uh, and so he's, he's yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you're right, right. So so he's 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 got a politics speak for bringing those jobs back. Maybe I don't know. It's an idea. I'm not sure. So it's like speaking Clinton. We've got to speak Republican. Now? God damn it! He's <laughs> yeah. such a fucking yeah. I I really hate this guy a lot. Worked for a hundred years in America. I'll back it up a oh. second here. 
low skill level. There is no better way. It, it's, it's worked for a hundred years in America. Mm. Putting people back to work in manufacturing is it. I'm going to be introducing a plan, which I call the 2020 perfect vision for America. It's a 20% <laughs> flat rate tax. It'll oh. take a blowtorch to the, to the IRS. It That's will more than a, I pay now. A, uh, manufacturing juggernaut in this country. And you combine that with reforms of our welfare system. You're looking mm. at the, the man who introduced and like fought it? on the floor as a freshman senator and passed the Welfare Reform Act of 1996. Over two President Clinton vetoes. Got 70 votes in the United States Senate. Bipartisan issue. By, and I ended a federal entitlement. Never been done before, never been done since. What we need to do is take the rest of the federal entitlements, not just welfare, but food stamps and Medicaid and, and housing programs, and do the same thing we did with welfare, work requirements and time limits. That will change everything. All right, new question. Uh, uh, same. So he wants to take... Do I need to pause it here? Like, is this food? Housing. I think he. I think he said. I it think all. what let's, he let's said is on. he wants to create more homeless to work in the factories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he said. That's it. Let's open a Foxconn here. <laughs> oh man! Now, based on your record and what we're discussing here, which is potentially cutting back some entitlements, cutting back benefits, uh, it's tricky business. As is we it all really know, an entitlement? People will argue that that's their means it's to escape no, poverty. No, it's not. So they're going to look at you. When you want to do that, and they will call you heartless. What will you tell them? It is pretty fucking heartless. We're going to grow the economy so that we can give people better opportunities so they don't have to rely exclusively on benefit types of programs. Some That'd do, be good. but many Americans are dying to have an opportunity to grow and to create something inside this economy. And I'm glad that I have a chance to answer this question. I've had the growth code out there for about five years, and it's this specific program. We're going to do a tax cut for all Americans. We're going to have a three-bracket tax code, 10, 15, and 25%. We're going to combine all commercial activity and business into one place in the tax code and charge it 15%, which is going to suddenly make us competitive with the rest of the world, and we're going to eliminate the death tax. With a couple of additional tweaks, we know what this will do. It will cause the economy to grow, to explode, to create more jobs. And first of all, we've got to recognize that there is a problem that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton have caused. And that problem is too (laughs) big regulations like the EPA, too much new taxes on business that we have seen. And Obamacare, these are drags uh, on the economy. It's a deliberate drag. I propose to reverse that and get this economy moving again. A deliberate again. drag. O- Obamacare is set up for a long run. He is. <laughs> and the EPA? I, I I don't I don't need air to breathe. He mentioned he mentioned in, yeah. he mentioned instituting a ten fifteen and twenty five percent tax. Yeah. Then a fifteen percent tax didn't, for business didn't say who would be paying those. Right. Those well, I think he said that was a three tiered right. for people, so it probably depends on how much you make. So like, well, sure. You know. So, yeah, does so that if you're mean rich, the you rich people, nothing. you pay ten oh, yeah. <laughs> percent. Right. Exactly. I hope right. it goes the other way. The poor no, people never pay twenty. He's a no, Republican. No. Yeah. yeah. It should go the other way. I'm not opposed to a flat tax. He also wants to eliminate the death tax. That's one of the things yeah. that fucking kills me about Republicans. Too. Like they they talk all the time about being your own self made person and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and blah blah blah. But we should get rid of this tax that hands money to, to descendants of people who have done fucking, fucking nothing. nothing. Right? Yeah, they're so opposed to people who don't work for money unless you're rich. Yeah. 
If you're rich, they're all for it. If you're a trust if fund baby if your or parents are rich, if your parents or grandparents are yeah. rich, then you shouldn't have to do a fucking thing because right. your family has established itself as great Americans. Right. Now, right. now, now, what if one, the same sex couple and one is really rich and she dies and her, her spouse then doesn't get the money because she's gay? I, well, I know he would say that's yeah. well. He wants it. That's, that's got to come up. Same sex marriage. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think though that if Republicans really had the values they claim to have, that there would be an obvious way to that there would be obvious. It would be visibly obvious that God is taking care of them for doing what they're supposed no. to be doing. But yeah. it's just not the case. Yeah. They wouldn't have to institute all of these yeah, bullshit exactly. laws and regulations exactly. and everything. They could just they could let Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, <laughs> they're sitting here fighting tooth and nail to try to do all of this shit, and it's like, where is God? Why doesn't he care? What yeah. the fuck is he doing? Why does he need you? <laughs> you fucking idiots. All right. <clears throat> Till our next what moment? <laughs> that honestly, that took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to what that much over Lindsey yeah. Graham. What? 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 <laughs> that, that, that really was a shock. It's a deliberate drag. I propose to reverse that and get this economy moving again. Oh, Thank you, Governor. Your last topic brings us to the state of Ohio. You know the saying, right? No Republican wins the White House unless you win here in the Buckeye State. Well, mm-hmm. here in the Buckeye State. The governor, John Kasich, took the federal money for Medicaid expansion under Obamacare. And Governor Jindo in Louisiana, you passed on those tax dollars. Why do you think Governor Kasich got it wrong here? Well, this goes to the question you were just asking. Look, under President Obama and Secretary Clinton, <laughs> they're working hard to change the American dream into the European nightmare. What? They do oh, celebrate God. more dependence on the government. Give Bernie Sanders credit. At least he's honest enough to call himself a socialist. Barack <laughs> oh, Obama, brother. Hillary Clinton, they're no better. Uh, if we were to expand Medicaid, for every uninsured person we would cover in Louisiana, we'd kick more than one person out of private insurance or remove their opportunity to get private insurance. Oh. We're going to have too many people in the cart rather than pulling the cart. This isn't free money. I know some people like to say, well, this is free money. We pay federal taxes. We are borrowing money from China today. Yesterday, the president stunningly admitted this. He said, we don't have leverage with China to get a better deal on Iran because we need them to lend us money to continue operating our government. The president of the United States admitting that he's weakening our government's position, our foreign policy standing, because he can't control spending in D.C. There is a better way to provide health care. The Oregon study showed this. Simply expanding Medicaid does not improve health care outcomes. In Louisiana, instead, we're helping people getting better paying jobs so they can provide for their own health So, Governor Kasich... We're borrowing money from fucking China to do this shit because assholes like you keep reducing everybody's fucking taxes so that we don't have the funds to fucking pay for shit. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. I, I think in our heyday. Fuck me, you stupid ass we, shit. When we were economically the best, when everybody could afford a home and a car and had good living, didn't need to rely on stuff, we were taxing businesses at 90 fucking percent. This stupid motherfucker. <laughs> we don't have funds yeah. to pay for this kind of shit, so we're borrowing money from China, and I'm going to cut out more funds that we'd be bringing into the government so we don't have more funds to spend on shit, so we got to borrow more money from fucking China. Yeah. Stupid motherfucker. Or, 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 what about, or what about his accusation that D.C. can't control spending? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know... But I'll do whatever y- I can to have another trillion-dollar war. And y- Yeah, right. And you know <laughs> Obama's looking at this like... uh We've, all, we've all, lowered all, spending. All my records are public, Bobby. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't have to lie about my numbers to, to, yeah. to, to make my, to make my state look great. 
This dumb motherfucker. That I hear that oh. fucking stupid argument from these shitheads all the fucking time that we don't have enough money to do these different things, so we need to cut taxes. Where do you fucking think the money comes from, you stupid yeah. jackass? Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with cutting the individual person's taxes, but raising corporate taxes. And I have, I have, honestly, I have no problem with my taxes being increased if it means that I'm going to have fucking health care paid yes. for by the fucking right. government. For, yeah. Here, here's for whatever. If I'm, not, if I'm not having to pay all hey. of that extra money for my health care and having a certain percentage of that go for just fucking profit for some fucking middleman versus the government paying yes. for that shit, why the fuck wouldn't I want my taxes increased? What because if? it's going to save me more money overall what if i could lower both your taxes and mine and every citizen of this country send all of their children through college as a federally funded program that'd be nice uh for free i'm gonna tear my fucking that'd beard be, out of my what, face. what, what, what if be. i could do that and 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 add absolutely zero to the national deficit oh that'd be fucking awesome one proposition okay tax the fucking churches uh-huh Done. All that money. Boom. All that money takes care of all of that just fine. Done. Then you don't have to lie about your numbers, Bobby. Let's not just tax <laughs> churches. Any 501c organization that does not contribute at least 50% of their shit to uh, actual charitable well, things I, I don't, gets I don't, taxed. I don't mind the tax-free organizations that can actually show where the money's going. Yeah, but a lot of them only but, contribute 2% to and actual... And that's the shitty part enough, is that religions the don't, don't have to do, have to yeah, do they don't have to They, do, they don't have yeah. to file any of the paperwork. Yeah. They don't have to show any of their books. They don't have to show where the money's going, where it's coming There's from. There's a nothing. special religious exemption. Yes. Yeah, it's that's discrimination that, and it's anti-establishment clause. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's fucking if, illegal. A church would be able to file for the same thing. If you, have a, if you are running a charity and you can prove that a vast majority of all the money you got coming in goes directly to help people in need, yes, you can have your 501c and you do not have to pay taxes on that money. If you cannot prove that a vast majority of your money goes to actually help yeah. people in need, guess what? You're going to pay taxes on that money. Well, like I said, I would yeah. much rather that my fucking taxes go up another 10% yeah. and have that go toward my fucking health care, right. which means that I'm not paying 20%. Yeah, right, of course. Out of my pocket for the existing healthcare that I have. I, fucking cut out the fucking middleman. Yep. Take that ten percent increase in my taxes. Give me healthcare and let me keep that twenty percent that's currently going to my fucking healthcare. Yeah. I, I, I would like to be able to feel secure that if I were to come down with cancer, be a major illness, or get injured, I would be able to afford to have that paid for and still be able to live and not have to file for bankruptcy or you know lose my house. You know what? Fucking take <laughs> increase my taxes fifteen percent. Give me the twenty percent savings from my health care. Take the ten percent to put toward my health care. Take the other five percent and put it toward fucking education. Yes, yeah, education, Mother advancement, and technologies. These dumb motherfuckers and, and, the, make, and the and the dumbasses that vote for them. All right, let's go. Clear. I don't look. I don't think anybody should be expanding Medicaid. I think it's a mistake to create new and, and more expensive entitlement programs when entitlement. we can't afford the ones we've it's got healthcare. today. It's not we've entitlement. got to stop this culture of government dependence. Uh, I, I didn't hear an answer regarding Governor Kasich, but for now, I'll go to Governor Pataki. I'll, I'll yes or no? I'll say this. I don't think anybody should expand Medicaid. I think it was a mistake to expand Medicaid everywhere in Ohio and across the country. Governor Pataki, three-term governor of New York. Yeah, fuck Is all those right? people that governor would actually Jim get benefits. Yeah. Right. I don't fuck think you expand entitlements yeah. when how, so many people are dependent. 
dependent on government. And when the money the federal government is offering is going to be taken away from you after just a couple of years. But getting back to Martha's question about how we end dependency, do we have to have a cultural change? The answer is no. And I know this because when I ran for governor of New York, one in 11 of every man, woman and child in the state of New York was on welfare. On welfare, think about that. And people said you can't win, you can't change the culture. But I knew that good people who wanted to be a part of the American dream had become oh, trapped you. in dependency because the federal government and the state government had made it in their economic interest not to take a job because the benefits, if they didn't work, were better. I changed that. We put in place oh. mandatory workfare, but we allowed people to keep health care. We put in place child yes care no. Would you have expanded you. Obamacare in the state of New York had you been governor no, at that time? No, it should time. be repealed. And by the way, when I left, there were over one million fewer people on welfare in New York State than when I took office. Okay. Replacing dependency Because you took the money away from them. And how many more fucking people were out on the street, you stupid yeah. shit? Yeah. Yeah. And can we stop fucking calling it Obamacare and call it what it is, the Affordable no, Care Act? No, call it Obamacare. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. I want them to stop calling we- welfare entitlement Enti- yeah, when that. these motherfuckers sit in Washington, D.C. and make six or seven figures a year and know nothing about what it's like to, to, to live a tough life like that. Fuck them. Attacking in a moment here. We'll Smug talk to the candidates about an issue today yeah. on Planned Parenthood. Hypocritical. Oh, here it comes. The U.S. Supreme Court. That's all next. Fuck here that. That entitlement shit pisses me off. Yeah, it's not an entitlement. No, Healthcare oh is not an entitlement. They're they're fucking entitled. Uh, I get so fucking oh mad about that bullshit. Woohoo! We're on fire entitled. tonight. Entitled. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Well, I, can, I wouldn't say nothing, but there are a few things that get me more fucking mad than these assholes who sit up there and th- on their fucking golden fucking thrones, yep. taking taking money from taxpayers and yep. voting every fucking year to increase their own pay yep, right. and collecting their pay after they fucking leave Congress yes. and pointing to all of the poor people and saying they're fucking entitled. Yeah. Yes. They're entitled. They're the ones sucking the system dry. Yeah. And yes. they Fuck and you. they and they don't deserve to have taxpayers pay their bills. Oh my god. Yeah. While, while that's their their entire lifetime income. As is as, as, yeah, as a governor, they can Fuck serve two you. years in office and get paid $200,000 every other year after that without even fucking How much better off? How much better off would we be if we took all of that money that we invested in fucking killing people in the desert into education and making a better life for our citizens here, providing them more knowledge to innovate and create things here versus just fucking murdering people? Yeah. You know, do you know what's more than that? If we took our military budget, we'd have more than enough to do what you propose and then also do the same thing for those poor people in that area where we're murdering them now to educate them, free their To women, lift those people out of free, that shit so that they don't their, look at us and go, we yes. want what you have. Yeah, to free their women. Or to, to look to, at us to, as to, an enemy. Or yeah. to, to try to restore the Middle East to the science, scientific pinnacle it was in the 6th century. Rather than yeah. fucking murdering them, yes. how about we educate them? And we could afford to do it! <laughs> just imagine, we have a moral responsibility to do that. Just imagine, but yet we're like, nope, fucking oh. kill them. Just imagine if we went over there and we built hospitals, schools, homes, and yes, everything and for these we people. And we could! We could, but, but then, you know, you gotta put a big old... 
sponsored by United States of America. And these kids see it every day knowing <laughs> then they get older uh, and stuff and they're like, why would I want to fight against them? If it wasn't it for them, I wouldn't have this education. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have the, the health I have. My but mom wouldn't have a home. In today's climate and the way things work, it wouldn't be sponsored by America. No. It would be sponsored by Boeing. Yeah, <laughs> Boeing. Or sponsored, by, <laughs> sponsored by North fucking, Grumman, yeah, TRW. Yeah. yeah, it'd be the fucking Visa Arabic Historic Center. Yeah. As long as they know it came from the United States and they know. No, but still, I mean, but the, but the principle <laughs> yeah. is there. I mean, we could we could do that. We could we the amount Absolutely. of money that we spend on killing people, we could house everyone in the United States, the homeless and non-homeless, and then tax the churches, cut the yeah. military. We have so much surplus. Pay back China, build up the rest of the world. Yeah, all of these Christ botherers. Yep, are so much more concerned yep. with fucking killing people than yep. helping them. Yep. You want to drop our trillion dollar deficit? Don't go to war for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Jesus would be ashamed of all of them. Well, I'm I waiting mean, for him to make his the, appearance on I, stage. Yeah, tonight. I know. I mean, it, it, the, the the funny thing is that they're they're you know when when you want to debate a theist and you're like, well, what about slavery? What about the Ten Commandments? Well, Genesis is fucking wrong. Well, we don't like the Old Testament. Okay. Well, then why don't you follow? Why do you follow Leviticus when it says gay gay people are wrong and you don't follow Christ in the Good Samaritan rule? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Fuck you. Don't want to follow the Old Testament and then fucking throw out Leviticus. Yeah, here's quit, the here's we're talking about that yeah. shit. Here's the funny thing: they want to talk about how atheists can't be moral because we don't have God, but yet even by the moral standards that they set up, things like porn and and <laughs> masturbation and whatever else, yeah. all those other stuff that doesn't really matter. They're the larger participants. They still lose, <laughs> even by their own rules. They still get beat by atheists every time. Yep. We still beat them hands down at their own fucking game every time. We just need to fuck them in the ass with their factory made dildos. Beat the it like it owes me money. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go take a pee and a few deep breaths, and then we'll come well, back to. We're, we're almost done. Okay, let's do it. This is the last segment right here. Let's by do it. The, let's, uh, let's roll through it. Let's by, the, right. by the kitty table. I'm getting so fucking mad. I know this is infuriating. <laughs> like, like seriously, I don't. <laughs> I know I can feel the heat from your beard. I'm, I'm wondering if I can make it through like the main event because this shit is making yeah. me so fucking mad. Oh, dude, I, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully people will like it. Uh. Fox News debate. Welcome back to Cleveland, Ohio. I want to get back to the questions and the issues in this debate now with my co-anchor Martha. All right. Well, there's been a lot of discussion on Facebook, as you would imagine, about the Iran nuclear deal. Let's just take a look as an opener at this uh, one question that comes from Logan Christopher Boyer of St. Louis, Missouri. He says, how will you disarm Iran and keep the Middle East from becoming nuclearized. So let's open uh, this discussion Iran with this question uh, that comes to Governor Perry. Governor Perry, here's a question for you. Critics of the Iran deal say that it puts America on the same side as the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the world, of Hamas, of Hezbollah, of the backers of those groups and of people who chant death to America in the street, that this deal puts us on that side of the equation. Oh but our traditional Middle really? East allies, Here comes the led by Saudi Arabia, have also funneled support. Saudi Arabia is one of our greatest allies yeah. <laughs> because 19 of the 21 9-11 hijackers were from fucking there. Saudi Arabian, of yep. course. They're our greatest allies. Why not? <laughs> they're, they are because they have, they have a lot of oil and they're connected to the Bushes. We want to kill yeah. Americans. So which side do you believe we should be on? 
We need to be on the side that keeps Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. That's the nuclear. side we need to be on, Perfect. and that's the side nuclear. of the bulk of the, of the Middle East. And we need to have some coalitions in that part of the world to go Did after you just ISIS. Learn that word? But we also need to send a clear message. And hopefully, you know, Senator Graham, I, I know where he's going to be on this, but we use Congress and we use Congress to cut this funding. One of the great challenges that we have, $150 billion is fixing to go to a country that killed our Marines <laughs> in Lebanon. Oh, God, that, are you serious? Uh, used their go. weapons to kill our young men in Iran. And the idea oh, that this God. negotiation, I will tell you one thing, I would a whole lot rather had Carly Fiorina over there doing our negotiation than John Kerry. Maybe we would have gotten <laughs> a deal you. where we didn't give everything away. But the issue for us... Sure, because those Iranians would listen to a woman. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. You fucking <laughs> moron. They'd be fixing to decapitate her head off, you fucking idiot. I didn't, I didn't know diplomacy was giving everything away. You're a fucking moron. To have a Congress that stands up and says, not only no, but hell no to this money going to a regime that is going to use it for terror. Susan Rice has said that. And it's we need to stand up and We're strongly not and money. clearly tell the Ayatollah that whoever the next president of the United States is going to be, and I'll promise you, if it's me, the first thing that I will do is tear up that agreement with Iran. All right. I, I want to go to Carly Fiorina. Yeah, the Ayatollah will love that. Why don't you tell him to fucking to, to Shut up, you um, the, the issue is that the allies that we are with sometimes have groups within them that funnel money to terrorists as well. This is a complicated situation. Are you okay with us being on their side? Yep, sometimes it's a complicated situation, yep. but some things are black and white. On day one in the Oval Office, I would make two phone calls. The first one would be to my good friend Bibi Netanyahu to reassure Whoa, him we will friend. stand with the state of Israel. The second will yeah, be to the Supreme Mitch. Leader of Iran. He might not take my phone call, but he would get the message. And the message is this. Until he you open every nuclear and every military facility to full, open, anytime, anywhere, for real inspections, we are going to make it as difficult as fake. possible for you to move money around the global financial <laughs> system. I hope Congress says no to this deal. But realistically, even if they do, the money is flowing. China and Russia have never been on our side of the table. The Europeans have moved on. We have yeah, to stop forward, yeah. the money flow. And by the way, as important as those two phone calls are. They are also very important because they say this, America is back in the leadership business. And when America does not lead, the world is a dangerous and a tragic place. This is a bad deal. Obama broke every rule of negotiation. Yes, our allies are not perfect, but Iran is at the heart of most of the evil that is going on in the Middle East through their proxies. Very, very mm. So she's all about imperialism, Yep. though they don't want to be like Europe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Would you help our allies in that region to get nuclear weapons if Iran has them? Let me tell you what I would sure, do. Sure, let's fucking give Day nuclear weapons to everyone. Office. I would yeah. hold a Camp David summit with you our get a Arab bomb. allies, you not get a to bomb. talk them into this lousy deal with Iran, but to say to them, what is it that you need to defeat ISIL? You know, Obama has presented the American people with a false choice every time. It's what I've done or not done, or it's war. It is a false choice. King Abdullah of Jordan, a man I've known for a long time, has been asking for bombs and material. We have not provided them. He has gone to China. The Kurds have been asking us to arm them for three years. We haven't done so. The Egyptians have asked us to share intelligence. We're not doing it. We have Arab allies. They are not perfect. I know everyone. But they need to see leadership, support, and resolve from the United States of America. And we can help them defeat ISIS. She just likes to name drop. Yep. Yeah. Next question on the U.S. Supreme Court. It's been 42 years, Senator Santorum, since Roe versus Wade. And oh, here we go. And considered in this country to be a case of settled law. 
Recently, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on same-sex marriage. Mm. Is that now settled law in America I, today? It is not. Oh, fuck any more you. Than fuck Dred you. Scott was settled law to Abraham Lincoln, uh. who in his first inaugural address said, it won't stand. And they went ahead and passed laws in direct contravention to a rogue Supreme Court. This is a rogue Supreme Court decision, just like they're all fucking Catholics. There is no constitutional basis for the Supreme Court's decision. And I know something about this. One of the times the Supreme Court spoke that I thought they were acting outside of their authority was in a partial birth abortion case. You know, these Planned Parenthood tapes, what they're showing are partial birth abortions. Abortions being done where the baby's being delivered first to preserve those organs, and then they crush the skull. Well, the Supreme Court found a bill that I was the author. I fucking hate this guy so fucking much. I know. Yeah, that's why. No. The two show. I know. What did I do? I didn't stop. I didn't say, oh, well, we lost. It's the law of the land. We worked together, the House and Senate, under my leadership, and we passed a bill and we said, Supreme Court, you're wrong. We're a co-equal branch of the government. We have every right to be able to stand up and say what is constitutional. We passed no, a bill you don't. bipartisan support, and the Supreme Court, they, they sided with us. Sometimes it just takes someone to lead and stand up to the All right, court. Senator, thank you. To Governor... I, there, so, I don't yeah. know if you guys have noticed, usually when I don't like something very much, I say that I really really don't like it or yeah, yeah. i disagree very very much yeah i fucking hate rick santorum i know i was like i, I do there too. are there I, are I, very, I hate him very much there are very few things or people in this life that i hate that i like despise at a core level like if i saw him i would want to tear him limb from limb and i fucking hate hate Rick Santorum. I'm right there with you, buddy. Did, did you did you see any of the videos about the whole Planned Parenthood thing? Yes. They were leading the Planned Parenthood people on with oh, those yeah. questions so hard. Well, like, and well, those and those videos are so heavily edited. edited. Yes. I've but yeah, I fucking hate with a burning, fiery fucking passion. A ginger Rick passion. Rick Santorum. <laughs> with a ginger passion. Yeah. Rick fucking Santorum. Hey, sorry to all of our listeners if I just uh blew out your earbuds but uh, <laughs> i was just i was just a little bit taken aback by the fact that he doesn't agree with all of the catholic judges on that fucking court is he is an evangelical catholic or himself. or agreeing that human beings in this country who may differ from you yeah. do not deserve equal rights according to him i guess yeah i i usually don't make ryan shudder when i yell but well i was fine. more like <laughs> grabbing the volume button like oh. levels are peaking i was i was trying to pull all right let's, we can move on for years presidential candidates have not said they would have a litmus test for justices nominated to the supreme court recently hillary clinton broke that precedent she said she would apply that on the case of citizens united which deals with campaign finance laws in america today is it time for conservatives to impose a litmus test on abortion well, as you know, I'm as if they haven't a former already. elected prosecutor, a former elected attorney general, trained at the University of Virginia in constitutional law. Ooh. And I don't believe in litmus tests except this. I believe we should be appointing Supreme Court justices who will follow the law and they not are. try to make they the are. law. Now, That's the, what they the challenge did. we're seeing they didn't today make a law. is that the Supreme Court is being converted into some type of political body. The University they of have Virginia to have some legal think, basis buddy. and precedence for being able to follow the law instead of making the law up. They did. And my goal is what well, appointing Supreme Court justices would be to point to appoint justices who would follow the law. Bill, I want to say one more thing so, about no this. litmus test. Not not on that. No. 
But let me say one more thing. I want to go before my Another time thing, runs out, sure. I want to get back to this issue yeah. of ISIS versus Iran. It is Iran that's the expansionist power. ISIL is trying to create themselves into a new state. Our job has to be to recognize the conflict between the two. I have proposed there be a Middle East NATO so that we can combine our allies there to stand up to Iranian expansion and at the same time join together to begin to stop in this ISIL thing before it becomes From an actual state. a guy who's state. a member Thank of a party Governor. who hates NATO. Yeah. All right, with yeah. that, we are going to take a and quick break. ISIL. We'll be right back with much more. From, the, else. from a guy who hates NATO yeah. but thinks we should establish a Middle East NATO yeah. because that would work yeah. and, and be a great fucking idea. <laughs> this whole thing is making me so angry. Like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I think my head might explode before we get to the fucking main event. Yeah, man. <laughs> I knew this one would be good once I saw who was going to be in this one. I was like, oh, fucking Santorum. Oh, yeah. boy. And Perry. Two, two official Actually, minutes left. I, 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 I think I must say, Fiorina has really not been that controversial for me this She point. hasn't said much. She, she, yeah. she has said a lot of things that I don't agree with. Yeah. But she hasn't been. But she hasn't been so entirely fucking wrong that I hate her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they seem to be skipping her quite a bit, though. <laughs> well, this is Fox News. They haven't. They haven't woman. been asking her a lot of the questions yeah. that they've been asking the other people that are that are very, very divisive. I think she's had as much as Gilmore or Jindal. Yeah, but yeah. Not, but not as divisive. Uh, of, no, of I, th- I, think I think she's been better, yeah. and I, and I think that's a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. Debate of the nomination season continues. Welcome back to Cleveland. Wanted to get back to the questions right now moderators. and the issues here in the they, U.S. They, we want to get back to Planned Parenthood, and this question goes <laughs> to Governor Pataki. Governor Pataki, you're the only pro-choice candidate running. Ah. A Republican holding that position has not won a single primary in 35 years. With the recent Planned Parenthood videos that we have all seen, that are bullshit, shedding yep. new light on abortion practices. I know that you have said it's not that shedding you would new light. No, Planned Parenthood. Yes. But has this story changed your heart? Oh, my heart has not changed because I've always been appalled by abortion. Uh, I'm a Catholic. I believe life begins at conception. But as Bill said earlier, Roe v. Wade has been the law for 42 years, and I don't think we should continue to try to change it. But what we can do Good on you, is George. defund Planned yeah. Parenthood. And by the way, no, 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 no. absolute permanent ban on any taxpayer dollars ever being used to fund abortion. Fuck you. That already is oh. in place. That's already videos, in place. They are horrific and show just a hideous disrespect for life what else no. we can do what about wars is that, buddy yeah yeah, yeah no shit believe in science you know hillary clinton saying uh, how republicans don't lip service science. yeah i don't well, they're the ones <laughs> not listening to the scientists today because doctors say that at 20 weeks that is a viable life inside the womb no and it's at not that point it's a life that uh, we have the right to protect close. and i think we should protect <laughs> so for i debate. would pass yeah. legislation outlawing yeah, abortion be- after 20 leaks 20 weeks. 20 weeks. It is Hillary. <laughs> it is Biden. It, it is the others who insist on allowing abortion well into the life of a viable infant that is wrong and that should be stopped. I think you'd still have to prove that. What if you What if you discover after 20 weeks that the fetus isn't viable? Right. You or that it's going it. to be horribly disformed yeah, or that right. it may cause complications for the mother that are life-threatening. Or right? it's already dead. Would you still, would you still maintain your 20-week ban? Yeah. Right. Or what about putting the tank shell in the home of a 22-year-old and his family? Yeah. Who are, who are already alive with memories and, and attributes and characteristics. I mean, is that, is that an affront to life? Uh, I, I would say show me a 20-week-old 
fetus or whatever that can you're making me hungry dude <laughs> that that can survive <laughs> without being shoved into an incubator and having needles shoved into it in order to, to keep it alive yeah yeah well and like i said he you know he's he's making this hard line of 20 weeks yeah without without talking about the nuanced things of like i said what if it what if you yeah. discover after 20 weeks that the fetus is horribly malformed or there's or there's a heart condition or something that it will, that will make the fetus ultimately non-viable or will be a threat to the mother's life mm-hmm. would you still say fuck you you have to give birth what if you have to carry this to term whether it fucking kills you or not well, well what if it's not at 20 weeks is he against that well, he's saying that he's yeah. pro-choice up to 20, 20 weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah, so not. Which is well, technically the law, uh, yeah, isn't I mean, it? Uh, they, they no, the law is that you can... Well, there it, is a law set on when you're allowed. It depends on the state. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. It depends on the state and, 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 and the condition of the mother. They, 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 they don't do as many late term abortions as these guys want you to think. Right. Yeah. 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 According to the Republicans, you would think that all abortions are after 20 well, weeks. According, and, to, uh, yeah. according to Rick Santorum, you have a fucking full birth and they just take a sledgehammer to the baby's <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah. That never happens. That's, that's that illegal. That never fucking happens. That <laughs> is murder. That is murder. That's illegal. <laughs> you're a, you're a fucking. In the morning after yeah. pill is not an abortion. No, this that guy's his mouth is drooling Santorum. <laughs> Let's go to Governor Jindal. Um, Carly Fiorina also on the stage said that she would go so far as to shut down the government. Fuck you over the issue of defunding Planned Parenthood. Would you do that? Would you be willing to shut down the government when it comes to defunding this group? Well, a couple of things. Planned Parenthood had better hope that Hillary Clinton wins this election. But I guarantee you, under President <laughs> I think so, Jindal, yes. January two thousand seventeen, the with all you fucking idiots and yep. the IRS and everybody else that we can send from the federal government will be going into Planned Parenthood. This is absolutely disgusting and revolts the conscience of the nation. Absolutely, we need to defund Planned Parenthood. In my own state, for example, we launched an investigation, asked the FBI to cooperate. We what? just earlier this week kicked them out of Medicaid in Louisiana as well, canceled their provider contract. They don't provide any abortions in Louisiana. But in terms of and shutting never down did, the government, probably. I don't no, think yeah. President Obama should choose to shut down the government simply to send taxpayer dollars to wait, this wait, group wait. that has President been President Obama would choose breaking that? the law, but mm-hmm. also offending our values and our ethics. Your Finally, values. It's time for Who Republicans in D.C. to fight. Too often they give up, they negotiate with themselves, they said they would get rid of the unconstitutional amnesty, they didn't do that. They said they would repeal Obamacare if we gave them the majority, they didn't do that either. They said they'd shrink and balance the budget, they haven't done that. Absolutely, they should fight to fund, defund Planned Parenthood, and I don't think the president should shut down the government simply to send our taxpayer dollars. To it's not group. the president okay. shutting down the Lindsey fucking Graham, government, uh, asshole. I'm, I'm, so, I'm going I'm to say what I said we, pre-show, and I'm going to give credit to Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance about the fact that Republicans, just like this, cry foul about the fact that their taxes go to paying for Planned Parenthood, which, yes. by the way, does a whole shit ton yes. of awfully good health stuff for women. I was going to mention that real quick. Yeah, but as a liberal... I don't want my fucking tax call dollars going to fund a war in Iraq. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. So they want to defund Planned Parenthood, which about 1.5 million yeah. people that Planned Parenthood sees is pap smears. Uh, uh, Did uh, you say can- pap smears? Pap smears. I don't want that on a bagel, buddy. <laughs> the, 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 the duck bill thing in the vagina where they check it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pap those smears, things. Yeah. Pap smear. <laughs> Uh, you know, I want those strawberries. It's basically, the visual was too good. There's close to 1.5 <laughs> million women that go to Planned Parenthood for to get checked for cancer. That doesn't yep. include the education on yep. safe sex, the, uh, the 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 preventative stuff that goes on. It is only three percent of Planned Parenthood that does 
anything to do with abortion. You want to defund the whole fucking place after that 3%. I was 19 when Brandon was born, and his mother was 18. And we got a shit ton of maternal help from Planned Parenthood. And none of that involved mention of, discussion of abortion talk about none of that it was it was all it was all maternal paternal help yes it was brochures and education and mammograms and you know paps pap yeah. smears and you know all, you know, yeah. all whatever it was you know they, but all that all those kind of health benefits that was fucking unbelievably helpful to a very young couple In- and i want to point out also brandon is a great kid and we've gone on to be hopefully decent parents you know, who are somewhat, at least somewhat stable. Yeah. You know, that are working and have jobs. I mean, it, this is not just a thing for the entitlement class or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just a thing that helps you get by, uh, you know, stuff that, look, people have sex. Yeah. Babies it's gonna happen. happen. We're it's gonna human. Happen. We're it mammals. Happens. And women and that have, it's great abo- to have yeah. that there. And women that have abortions do not take it lightly. No, usually. Yeah. Usually that's true. Yeah. And that cutting funding to this group could be a very broad brush against all of you or anybody who holds this nomination um, as being against women's health, against these organizations that people will say provide positive things. for. They do women. provide positive things. I don't things. think it's a war on women for all of us as Americans to stand up and stop harvesting organs from oh, little God. babies. <laughs> we, talk, we, we, talked about the, we talked about this pre-podcast. Yes. Fuck you, Lindsey Graham. How can how can anybody, whether you are whether you are pro-choice or anti-choice, say that that the harvesting and 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 I and I hate to use that term, yeah, but the 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 use of organs oh, uh, from from an abortion that would otherwise be trashed, that the that the use of those organs toward medical science is not a net good, yeah. Exactly right. That you that you, that you would say that no fuck that I would rather it just all be fucking put in the put in the trash bin and fucking forgotten. Well, so <clears throat> like you 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 don't like yeah. abortion. I understand that. I understand that you don't like abortion. How can you sit there and say that, that I don't cancer. like abortion? But I would much prefer that any abortion that ever happens, no good fucking comes from it. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the difficult thing, right? It we're 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 still talking about human potential human issue right so let's remove it from that and say i have a wallet that's full of cash american dollars tons and tons of it right are there any canadian uh coins in there no I want that no beca- no there aren't it's okay. just it's just tons and tons and tons of american dollars and my wallet is not going to be viable to me anymore i can't you I, I i cannot use it okay i you know for whatever reason so i jumped e- in the lake and it's all ruined no Okay. Just whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Dead. It doesn't. It doesn't work for me, right? I did that. So my weekend. choice is this: I'm either I'm either going to throw that in the fireplace so nobody can ever have it, uh-huh. or uh-huh. I'm going to give it to society so they can distribute that and use it, you know, in ways that are going to help positive pe- manner in the people that are that are that alive. May be, that may be a benefit. Yes. Or I could just throw it in the fireplace and say, you know, in a in a in a grand, I'm taking my ball and going home type move. Yeah. I and think that's the, what they're doing. I think the Republicans want it in the fireplace. And that's why they use the distancing language yeah. of harvesting. Yeah. Harvesting. Because in, they're trying to dehumanize. In babies. Yes. Yeah. I cannot. I got it. <laughs> Matt's got to pee. <laughs> Money that we would give to Planned Parenthood and put it in women's health care without having to harvest the organs of the unborn. The only way we're going to 
defund Planned Parenthood is never a pro-life president. You want to see a war on women? Come with me to Iraq and Afghanistan, folks. I've been there 35 times. And I want to start another war with Iraq yeah, and Afghanistan. What the to, fuck are you talking about, kill Lindsey their Graham? Women. You stupid shit. I'll show you what they do to women. These mythical Arab armies that my friends mythical. talk about that are going to protect us don't exist. If I am president of the United States, we're going to send soldiers back. To- His friends are talking about mythical Arab armies? What the fuck is he talking about? I, I, I don't know. They, they exist. not like Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? We're on, we're on pause. Dust don't exist. If I am president of the United States, we're going to send soldiers back to Iraq, back to Syria to keep us to from kill being attacked them and here have and them keep die. soldiers yeah. in Afghanistan because we must. I cannot tell you we how must much send our them nation to sacrifice themselves and how we need a commander chief who understands the threats to this nation. If you're running for president of the United States and you do not understand that we cannot defend this nation without more of our soldiers over there, dying ready for this job. Yes. So he's against abortion before soldiers dying. Executive power. It appears that you all have. He's not pro-life. He's pro-birth. Yes. Yes. Have an issue with it at the moment. I want to move through this as quickly as I can from stage left to stage right. On the second day of his presidency, January 22nd, 2009, President Obama signed one of his first executive orders. That was closed Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. Still open today. What would be your first executive order? Governor Gilmore, start. Well, you know, it's not a matter of what the first executive order would be, Bill. The matter is what orders exist now that shouldn't exist. Oh. The president has done a, an executive order with respect to illegal immigration that is illegal. Illegal. And it creates a, a contempt for the law, for the rule of law. If I were the president of the United States, I'd go and look at every executive Didn't order that exists right thing? now and determine which ones want to be voided because the president shouldn't be legislating, not through that vehicle sure. or any other. We should be relying upon the leadership of the Congress to pass the laws. Senator Graham. Uh, change the Mexico City policy, not take one dime of taxpayer money to fund abortion organizations overseas, and restore the NSA that's been gutted. We're going dark when it comes to detecting the next attack. We have gutted our ability to detect the next attack, and I would not stand for that as President of the United States. I'd take the fight to these guys, whatever it took, as long as it took. Governor Jindal, your first executive order would be the White House would be what? To repeal these unconstitutional legal orders, whether it's amnesty or whether it's this president going around the Congress whether it's an Obamacare, to restore the rule of law, I'd also go after these sanctuary cities, do everything we can to make sure that we are not, or we are actually prosecuting and cutting off funding for cities that are harboring illegal aliens, and then finally wow. making sure the IRS is not going after conservative or religious groups. Oh. I would sign an executive oh. order protecting religious liberty, our wow. First Amendment rights, so Christian business owners and individuals don't face discrimination for having a traditional view of marriage. Governor Perry. Bobby, It'll be a pretty Bobby, busy Bobby, day, Bobby. but uh, that Iran uh, negotiation is going to be torn up on day one. And we're going to start the process of securing that border. I'm also going to take a bottle of white out with me to get started on all those executive orders that Mr. Obama has put his name to. (laughs) That will be a long day. It will be a long day. Uh, We're going to suspend, I've I've said this for four years, we're going to suspend and repeal every executive order, every regulation (laughs) uh, that cost American jobs and is uh, is impacting our freedom. And second, uh, the First Amendment Defense Act, which is protecting religious liberty. Uh, 
Ah, if it's not again. passed by then, which I suspect it won't because the president will veto it, I will institute an executive order to make sure Rick the people Santorum of faith wouldn't know religious are not being, liberty. Uh, if it fell out of the sky, landed on his face and started no Harassed and persecuted. Harassed and persecuted by the federal government. to begin by undoing. I would begin by undoing a whole set of things that President Obama has done, whether it's illegal amnesty or this latest round of EPA regulations. But let me go back to something that's very important. We have been debating right here the core difference between conservatism and progressivism. Conservatives, I am a conservative because I believe no one of us is any better than any other one of us. Oh, Every God. one of us is gifted by God, whether it is those poor babies being picked over or it's uh, someone whose uh, life is tangled geez. up in a web of dependence. Progressives don't believe that. They believe some are smarter like than others, in some are better than others, sitting in the so fucking some meat are going to have to take care of others. That is the fight we have to Thank have, you. and we have to undo a whole set of things that President Obama has the, done the bell to rang. get at Carly, the heart you're of done. his disrespect and disregard Carly. for too many Americans. Carly, so you're done. Uh, Bill, I defeated Mario Cuomo in the first day in office, Mario. my first executive <laughs> order. I revoked every oh, one of the executive no. orders that he had, he had enacted over the prior 12 years. I would do that to Barack Obama's executive Barack. orders, but I'd sign a second one as I did in New York as well, uh, having a hard hiring freeze on adding new employees except for the military or defense-related positions. I signed that executive order. When I left, the workforce in New York State had been reduced by over 15%. We can do that in Washington. I will do that in Washington. Thank you all. What? He'll reduce the workforce? Moving on yeah. to the next question. President Obama promised hope and change for the country, yet 60% and, of Americans and, and did, are not satisfied you, with the could? shape. You want, me, you want me to pause it here, or do you want to wait until the end? I, there, just, there was a lot there, man. There was a lot there, but let's go. Let's right. go to the end. Right now. Many think that America has lost its can-do spirit and that is not the nation that it once was. This is so non-biased. Reagan was confronted yeah. with a similar atmosphere. Jesus Christ. And he oh, said that it could be morning in America again. JFK said it was a new frontier. Democrat. FDR said that we Democrat. had nothing to fear but fear itself. On this level, Carly Fiorina, can you inspire this nation? She looks like she no. has to vomit. This is a great nation. It is a unique nation in all of human history and on the face of the planet. Because here our founders believed that everyone has a right to fulfill their potential. And that that right, they called Close. it life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, Close. comes from God and cannot uh, be taken no, away by government. No. We have arrived at a point in our nation's history where the potential of this nation and too many Americans is being crushed by the weight, the power, the cost, the complexity, the ineptitude. Under the, the boot heel. of the federal government. And only someone who will challenge the status quo of Washington, D.C. can lead the resurgence of this great nation. I will do that. We're talking about tapping into historic uh, levels of, of leadership and lifting the nation in this kind of way that we're discussing. So, Senator Santorum, how would you oh, do brother. it? I came to Washington, D.C. in 1990. That sounds like a long time ago. It was. It was 25 years ago. And I came by defeating a Democratic incumbent. I came as a reformer. I started the Gang yeah, of Seven. Well. And, and in those 25 years, you've done jack shit to stop what you of Congress Because I, didn't, yep. I stood up to the old boy network in Washington, D.C. because I believed that Washington was not the solution. That Washington was the problem, just like Ronald Reagan said. I was oh, a child God. of Ronald Reagan. Drink. And I went there, and for 16 <laughs> years, I fought the insiders. Uh, he's and a was bastard child of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. We need to elect someone who will stand with the Ronald American Raven. people, who understands its greatness, who understands what an open economy and freedom is all about, but at the same time has a record 
of being able to get things done in Washington like we've never seen before. Reforms, everything from moral and cultural issues to economic issues. Those of you who have health savings accounts, health savings accounts was something that we introduced. It's a private sector solution that believes in freedom, not Obamacare, that believes in government control. Those are the things we brought, and we were able to get things done. If you want someone who's not going to divide Washington but gets things done, then you should make me your president. Thank you, Senator. Lindsey Graham. Thank you. Well, the first thing I'd tell the American people, whatever it takes to defend our nation, I would do. To the 1% who've What's been fighting this war for over a decade, I'd try my best to be a commander in chief worthy of your sacrifice. We're going to While lose I put Social you Security in and Medicare if Republicans and Democrats right. do not come together and find a solution like Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill. I will be the Ronald Reagan if I can find a Tip O'Neill. When I was 21, oh, nice. my mom died. When I was 22, my dad died. Oh, the emotional. We owned a liquor store, a restaurant, bar, they just and we lived in the you. back. Every penny we needed from Social every penny we got from Social Security, because my sister was a minor, we needed. Today, I'm six. And I'm going to work my ass off to take that away from everybody else. Yes. Yep. I don't have any kids. Entitlement. I would give up some Social Security to save a system that Americans are going to depend on now and in the future. Half of American seniors would be in poverty without a Social Security check. If you make me your president, I'm going to put the country ahead of the party. I'm going to do what it takes to defend this nation. This nation's been great to me, and that's the only way I know to pay you back. Thank you. By Thank giving you, me the entitlements I that I will work my ass off to cut from everybody else. Course. Yes. In 2008, then-Senator Barack Obama described Hillary Clinton as, quote, likable enough, end quote. <laughs> what two words would you use to describe uh, the Democratic <laughs> frontrunner? Two Governor words. Protect, two. Two. Uh, divisive and with no vision. No vision at all. Well, that's that's three, three words. Arena. You failed. Not trustworthy, no accomplishment. Mm. That's four words. You Secret failed. and untrustworthy. Well, let's that's go two. With Good job. Good at email. <laughs> that's, that's three, three words. words. Governor Jindal? Socialist and government dependent. Uh, That's three words. You failed. Not the change we need at a time we need it. Way uh, more than three yeah. professional than politician two. that can't be trusted. More Way more than two words. To be continued. So now every candidate will have the opportunity to make a closing statement tonight. Each candidate will have 30 seconds for that. I'm and a giant douchebag. with Governor Perry. None of them Well, this is going to be a show me, don't tell me election. Uh, I think America's just a few good decisions and a leadership change at the top away from the best years we've ever had. Wow. And I think that, that the record opening. of the governor of the last 14 years of the 12th largest economy in the world oh, is just the medicine America's looking for. 1.5 million jobs me? created during the worst economic time this country had injection. since the Great Depression, <laughs> while the rest of the country lost 400,000 jobs. Didn't you want to succeed? We're talking about a state that moved graduation rates forward from 27th in the nation to second high. As a matter of fact, if you're Hispanic or African American in Texas, you have the number one high school graduation yeah, rates in America. Qualifications. Americans are looking for somebody that's going to give them hope. And there is a place in this country over the last eight years in particular that talked about hope every day. And they didn't just talk about it. They delivered it. And that was the state of Texas. And if we can do that when in he Texas, the 12th yeah. largest economy in the world, we can do it in America. Our best days are in front of us. We can reform those entitlements. We can change that corporate tax code and lower it. We can 
put America back on track on a growth level and a growth rate that we've never seen in the history of this country. Manufacturing will flow back into this country. No, it, it just needs never, a corporate ever, executive ever, type ever, at the top gone. that's done it before. And I will suggest to you, nobody's done it like Rick Perry's done it over the last eight years. And no, if you elect me president, we will bring incredible growth back to this country. And as someone who's worn the uniform <laughs> of the country, that's how we build our military back up. What? Thank you, Governor. What? what? How is that even connected? I'll tell you how optimistic I am about America. Karen and I have seven total children. Total non-sequitur. You don't have seven children. And bring them into this world if you're not optimistic about the future I've of this country. I've got seven children because I like I am, to fuck my wife with no protection. And they're upset for a reason about the future of this country. Donald Trump actually seized on it when he talked about immigration. And I think the reason he did is because immigration is sort of an example of what's broken and what's wrong in Washington, D.C. You see, you have one side, the Democrats. And with immigration, oh, all they you. care about is votes. They don't care about American workers. No, they, they care about because those illegal immigrants so can, can vote. Yeah. They can. On the other side, you have so many Republicans. And what do they care about? Helping business make profits. That's what you just There's said. There's nobody out yeah. there looking out for the American worker. I'm looking out for the American worker. I'm the only one in this stage who has a plan that's actually reduce actually going to reduce immigration. Actually going to do something to what? help the American worker. And you combine that with a plan to make manufacture manufacturing. Uh, this country, number one Again, in manufacturing. Gone. You've got someone who's going to help revitalize and give hope to America where the place, the places that is the most hopeless today. That's why I ask for your support for president. You're Our stuck center, five you. fucking decades in the past, you stupid shit. All of them are. All of them are. You know, we've got a lot of great talkers running for president. We've already got a great talker in and the White House. We cannot afford four more big. years of on-the-job training. We need a doer, not a talker. We also need to nominee a candidate who will endorse our I think our you mean a principles. speaker, jackass. Jeb Bush says we've got to be willing to lose the primary in order to win the general. Let me translate that for you. That's the oh, please do. Fucking ass. Please do. Because we're so fucking like stupid. That he doesn't never expect works. Democrats to be watching this. We will lose again. We will deserve to lose again. One principle, for example, we've got to embrace is on immigration. We must insist on assimilation. Uh, immigration without assimilation is an invasion. We need to tell folks who want to what? come here, they need to come here legally. They need to learn English, adopt our values, roll oh. up their sleeves, and get to work. Ooh. I'm tired of the hyphenated Americans and not? the division. Oh, I've got the as an Indian American, I've got yes. the bandwidth, I've got the experience <laughs> to get us through this. I'm asking folks not just to join my campaign, but join a cause. It is time to believe in America again. Thank you, Governor. Carly Fiorina, closing statement. Hillary Clinton lies about oh. Benghazi. She lies uh, about Arnold. Benghazi! She's Drink. still defending Planned Parenthood, and she is still her party's front runner. 2016 is going to be a fight between conservatism and a Democrat party that is undermining the very character of this nation. We need a nominee who is going to throw every punch, not pull punches, and someone who cannot stumble before he even gets into the ring. Violence is the only answer. I am not a member of the political class. I am a conservative. I can win this job. I can do this job. A woman speaking with male pronouns. Yeah, that's what was weird. I will, with your help and support, lead the resurgence of this great nation. Thank you. Thank you. Senator Looked like her face was going to break. Yeah, she, has Smile. Real she had to try hard. Ready to be commander in chief on day one. Who understands there are no moderates in Iran? They've been killed a long time ago. He's so that fucking hawkish. That the Ayatollah is a radical jihadist who really yeah. means it when he chants death to America, death to Israel. And this deal is giving him and a pathway to And he has the power to, to carry that out, I'm sure. It. 
and money to pay for it all. We need a president who can solve our problems, bring us together. We're becoming Greece if we don't work together. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, I hear our Greece best is the days word. are ahead of us yeah. only if we work together. <laughs> and I intend to put this country on a path of success by working together and doing the hard things that should have been done a very long time ago. Thank you. To Governor Pataki, closing statement now. Uh, with all the candidates, why me? My background is different. I look at Washington and I hear the talk and I see the promises. Well, that's weird. Yeah, Pataki's going to talk out of his ass again anyways. These jackholes talking out of their fucking asses. They don't know what the fuck is going on. The thing on. that bothers me. First. Now, this, of course, is oh. in the... So it, so it cut off because I'd added the extension and they went farther than the extension. Yeah. The thing that bothers me is, I mean, aside from all the ego that's involved in all the statements that they were making was, was just, there's, there's a contingent of people, a significant number of people that are going to vote based on, yeah, war. Yeah, yeah. God. You know, all that yeah. shit. And, and, you know, yeah, fuck. You know, while they're living in their double wide and their wife's working at Walmart, they're going to, and, you know, they're collecting welfare. They're going to be like, yeah, fuck those entitled pricks living off the tea to the government. Oh, f- dude, those are the people that are going to vote for these assholes. There was, I, I was so, so fucking upset through this whole thing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, and we still have the main event coming. We still, here. we still do have the main event coming. And I need more alcohol. That's all I can say. Well, are we, are we going to wrap this main the the first part up right now, real yeah, quick? Yeah, this is this is the part one wrap up. So uh, we've learned that they don't like unborn babies. They people, figure that and no, go to no, war. no, they love unborn people. Oh, that's true. They, they, they love. just don't like full grown brown people. Right. That's true. They, they figure that manufacturing. They figure that yes, manufacturing man, man, yes. will somehow save the yes. United States. Yes, we we need to move forward. Headstrong into the industrial revolution, <laughs> and and they want to kill kill more soldiers. Need to invade more countries, yes. start yes. more wars, yes. kill yes. more people, defund uh, every social program there is, repeal Obamacare. Everything Obama cut, done's got to go. Cut. Yep. Everything Obama's done. We just need to erase his presidency. Yes. Cut taxes on the rich, and increase the taxes on the poor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great plan. Well, uh, well. Uh, I was enraged, I'll, I'll, honestly. Like I was so fucking mad <laughs> at different points in this yeah. debate. Well, it was wait, ridiculous. Just wait, you're gonna. This is gonna be one of the most drunk I, shows you've ever been. I on. can honestly say that I hope that the way Fox has structured these debates and the fear that has been spoken about that by putting them in two different classes, the kids' table and the main event, yeah, that the kids' table event would kill the hopes of all of the contenders at the kids' event. I fucking hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are all fucking assholes. Well, we haven't seen the dipshittery yep. supreme yet. And I stand by my I stand by my statement that I would not vote for Lindsey Graham as the most mundane of the Republican. Yeah. But, but I will leave you with the teaser because the one that I did pick is in, is in the main event. The main event, which was Ben Carson. All right. So if if I had to, if there was no nobody running but the GOP candidates, I think Ben Carson, at least from what I've seen so far. Would be the would less be the least 
able to actually get anything done during his presidency. <laughs> Not that you think that he would do anything good, but no, he no, would no. be the least, he would be the most feckless. Yes, of course. He has, <laughs> that feckin' guy has no feck whatsoever. Feck him. Absolutely no feck with Dr. Carson. Correct. <laughs> All right, so if you've made it through this first two-hour part, part two is coming up. Well, not and next. you got to click on the link to get to the next one. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godlessrevolution. You can find us on Twitter at TGR Podcast. Godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Send us your rants, whines, so- show suggestions, anything you'd like us to talk about in the future, any corrections you'd like us to make you Re- think we did wrong. Yep. Requests for t-shirts that say, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> We'll be happy to make those, too. (laughs) All right. And if you like the show, be sure that you go and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you happen to be listening to the show. Leave leave a review. Recommend us to your friends. Please help us, too, because when when you guys rate us... That moves us up in the polls, which allows more people to listen, which helps us out a ton. Right. Yes. Shows shows like this depend on your ratings and your reviews mm-hmm. and your recommendations. Right. And we and yep. we're we're we do volunteering not, our time yep. to do this and we love to do it, but we don't get paid. Just help us out. Yeah. We would love to reach a wider audience and if you think that that would be a good idea, help us out. All right. On part to part two. two. Thanks everybody. Stay Bye. Tuned.